Welcome back to another exciting episode of Taverns and Caverns Side Stories, everyone. This is your Dungeon Master, Haphazard DM, and we have special guests with us today. We're going to have a whole new cast of brand new players joining us for this side story. And many of the players today are also Twitch streamers and viewers. So we're going to go ahead and introduce everyone before we hop into the side story. I'm very excited to play with all of our lovely new players today. And I hope that you're all excited to hear their wonderful voices through their wonderful characters that they have created. And before we start introducing, keep in mind, everyone, that every player today that is joining us is new to Dungeons & Dragons. So this is going to be a demo session for all of them. But we decided that we're going to release it as a side story episode for funsies. We were going to stream it, but we decided to just record it instead. And this is a way for all of our lovely listeners and uh, viewers from Twitch to get to listen to the fun stories. But we're going to go around the table. So first off, we have Dez. Dez, would you like to start by introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, hello, my name is Desperos. Um, I am playing as Dez. I am a mouse shifter and I am <laughs> brown and orange. And I also have an age of 18. I'm tanned fur colored and I am playing as a monk. Awesome. Are you sure not a rat? You're a mouse. No, no, no. Mouse. <laughs> you better get it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, and then our second player, Rainy. Hi, what was my line? <laughs> <laughs> you said just introduce yourself and okay. then tell us about your character. Okay. Hello, my name is Rainy Dew, or just Rainy is fine. I am playing as a golden furred two-tailed fox shifter. He is a rogue, and he can't wait to meet you all. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be... One hell of a character. Based off everything <laughs> you've told me, I think he's going to be very fun. <laughs> and our third player, Sliv, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hi, I am Slivnash. I'm playing an 18-year-old lizard folk druid named She. She is a merchant who sells seashells and elixirs. He wears a large seashell as a hat and carries a large glass jar as a backpack. He also dresses in seaside casual. He also has a small pet hermit crab named Tioga. Oh, Tioga, okay. I see where you're going with Where's this. Where's your familiar? <laughs> well, thank you, Slim. He is useless. I will tell you okay. that. <laughs> hey, that's okay. It's okay. We all have useless familiars from time to time in our D&D sessions. That's totally fine. As long as they look cute, that's all that matters. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Slim. And then we also have Naku. Naku, would you like to introduce yourself? It's Cynthia or Naku for short. My character is Benno Arturi Valentin. He's a 38-year-old polar bear beastside shifter who's obsessed with food. And he's a battlesmith card officer. And I have a steel defender named Sakoshi Konto, who looks like a metal turtle and acts like a stuck-up little puppy. Awesome. I can't wait to see what your artificer does, because not very many people play artificers in the games that I run, so I'm really excited to see what your bear shifter has in store with us. Thank you, Naku. And then last but not least, Pecan. Hi, I'm Pecan. I'm a cat. I'm playing a character named Pio who is a cat shifter. They are a cleric. They have very pink, pastel pink hair and a very turquoise headband. I, I guess they just, they're on a journey with the boys and they're eating. 
Awesome. Very Perfect. healing and fashionable. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. Not only are you fashionable, you can heal people for gold if you prefer to. Pay me or die. Right. Pay me or die. Step on me, please. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone, for introducing yourselves. Again, I am so happy to have every single one of you here joining me for this demo for D&D. I have come up with a lot of fun content that I hope you all enjoy. And for our listeners, our story is going to be taking place on the continent of Ashai. So again, for all our lovely listeners that know the story thus far, Ashai is where several of our NPCs that we've introduced already in the main story, Yaito of Earth Sky and Eska, the sorceress of Aloria, come from. So with that, without further ado, let us go ahead and get started. Is everyone good to go? Everyone's ready? Let's go. All yeah. right, let's go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> As I described to everybody before tonight's session, this side story is going to be taking place on the continent of Ashai. All of you are going to be starting your adventure within the nation of Aloria. As I've mentioned to all of you prior to today's session, the continent of Ashai is a continent that has been ravaged by war. There are several nations that are allied amongst one another, basically to hold back the forces of the Koldar Empire. Uh, Koldar is a nation that is ruled by the Emperor Baal, and they have recently waged war on the other nations of Ashai because Emperor Ball wishes to conquer all of it with an iron fist, and current day setting in the lore that Aloria, which is the nation we're in for today, has already been conquered by the nation of Koldar, and the capital of Aloria, Remka, has already been captured. The government has fallen, and the empire has complete control of the capital. Many of the villages and towns on the outskirts of Remka and all throughout Aloria have yet to be completely controlled by the Empire, only because after capturing the government, they had left only a handful, I don't want to say a handful, they have only left a couple squads or squadrons, uh, battalions I should say, of soldiers in the capital to attempt to basically take over the rest of Aloria. What's going on is most of the soldiers that helped conquer Aloria have been sent back to the front lines to fight against the nation of Mazugro, which is currently the strongest nation that's fighting against the empire. So with most of their soldiers going to those front lines, what is happening is the Kodarians that are currently stationed in Remka, the capital of Aloria, they are forcing the Alorian soldiers and the people of Aloria to join the empire's armies. Now, uh, those that uh, decline are punished uh, by death or they are forced into the armies by subjugating the Alorians' family members and holding their family hostage to basically blackmail or force any Alorian into lifelong servitude with the Empire. So many of the Alorians are being forced to work for the Empire at this point in time. But tonight we're going to be starting the session in a tavern known as the Shell's Enlightenment. We are on a coastal town known as Dolren. And on the coastal town of Dolren, as I mentioned, there is a tavern called the Shell's Enlightenment. And that is where we're going to begin our session here. So all of our players, if you look at the map, you are in currently a tavern. So I have everyone doing their own thing. So obviously none of you have necessarily met one another yet. So 
wherever you want to place your characters, that is up to you. I'm going to go and do a round situation here where everyone's going to kind of describe to me what your character is doing here in a moment. So place your character wherever you want. It's up to you. But really quick, it is around 8 p.m. at night. The sun has already fallen. The moon is out. There is a cool breeze on the outside. The tavern is lit up with several patrons from the town of Doran. Again, this is a, a port town along the coast. So right outside of the Shell's Enlightenment, there is the docks with many of the boats and ships that are docked through via merchants, travelers, and, and so forth. Dolren is a town that has yet to be fully conquered by the Koldarians. Uh, they have sent a few soldiers to Dolren, but they have not fully have taken control of the, the city or the town. So many of the patrons here are still somewhat at ease because they haven't been forced to do anything by the Empire. A lot of the civilians here believe that it's going to take a lot more time for the Koldarians to truthfully conquer the town of Doran and to subjugate them into the Empire's ranks. But again, it is about 8 o'clock at night. There are several patrons having drinks, having fun, talking amongst one another. Dez, we'll start with you. Dez, you described your character, the background that uh, you are currently working at, at the tavern. We, we went over this. Uh, Dez's character has been living here in Ashai for a couple of years. And I'm not going to go too much into your background, Des. That's up to you if you want to pull that out uh, whenever. But Des, you're currently working at the tavern at this current time. You're doing whatever you were told to do. But your boss, or the, the tavern keeps name that runs the Shell's Enlightenment, is named, his name is Kon Meh. And he is an elderly, an elderly human, very old. He's probably about, I'd say, 78 years old. You know, he's been running this tavern ever since he was in his 20s. It's a well-known tavern here in Doran. Many of the merchants and even even pirates will occasionally drop by this town to have drinks and to have fun here at the Shell's Enlightenment. And again, because Aloria has been captured by the Koldarians, you know, the continent being ravaged by war, uh, many of the Alorian soldiers that are forced into the Empire are fighting on the front lines against Mazugro or the nation of Shimara, which is directly to the east of Aloria. So there is not very many protection in regards of soldiers for many of the towns and cities in Aloria other than the capital. So that leaves opportunities for pirates, bandits, and anything else, creatures or monsters, to attack smaller villages or to attack uh, travelers on the streets because many of the soldiers are not around to really protect them. So again, Doran has access to many of these types of people. However, Doran so far has been well protected through basically the, the travelers and the merchants that come by. Many of the merchants bring bodyguards and whatnot. But again, Des, it is, again, busy in the tavern. You see there are several people sitting down, and as you're walking around doing whatever you're doing, you hear a lot of people talking about the current war. You know, are the Koldarians going to be stopping by anytime soon? Des, go ahead and describe to us what your character would be doing in this current scene right now. Well, Des would probably just be wandering around serving beer, not really talking to the other people as she is just trying to do her job and doesn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. As, as you're walking around serving beer, you serve your last beer. And when you do so, you serve it to this last patron. Go ahead and move your character to the bottom left. Des, you walk up to the table that has three individuals sitting 
around it. And at this table, there are two humans about middle age, or the both of them have some daggers. And one of the characters that is sitting next to the two humans is a shifter as well. And you have seen this patron from time to time. This man has a pirate hat on his head, and he is also a shifter, an owl shifter. You know him by the name of... <laughs> you know him by the name of uh, Batoko Hootkins. And as you bring the last glass of beer um, over to the table, Batoko Hootkins, he looks over, the owl shifter, he slowly <laughs> raises his head from his table, and he looks down at Dez. <clears throat> Dez, over here! That drink is for me! And as he says this, Dez, you kind of have like this this awkward feeling to you because you know that Batoko Hootkins is is quite the character. He he makes he makes an appearance from time to time, and he is not the most likable character. But as he calls you over, he looks up at you. A hoot hoot, Daz. Tell me, how have you been, my sweet Daz? It has been very long time since I've seen you. Well, just doing it all same old, getting the bucks, gambling my ways at nighttime, and losing it all. But you know. It's all it's all in a day's worth. It's kind of what I'm used to at this point. Oh, I see. So you're still losing all the money. You know, you should just join my pirates, Blue. You would you would gain all the treasures. Don't you want to become pirate one day? I do want to become a pirate really, really badly. I I've always been wanting to be one ever since I was a child. But I don't know. I've just been so comfortable living here and I don't really have any reason to. Uh, unfortunately, to as I say this, I think to myself that I would like to become a pirate, but just not under Batok's Hootkins. <laughs> <laughs> as you say this, Batok's Hootkins, he slowly stands up and he, he just tisk tisk tisk. My mind does. I'm telling you, if you follow Batok's Hootkins, I will show you the ways of the sea. You would learn everything from me, but you deny my invitation again, and for this. I have say good day, good out, get out of here. I am done talking to you. Okay, <laughs> on to my on to my shift. See you later. So as Des walks away, we're gonna go ahead and shift to Pio. What are, what are you doing at this point in time, Pio? You're in this tavern. Uh, are you sitting having a drink? Are you are you listening to people talking around you? Uh, what is the cat shifter doing? Pio today, uh. Well, I'm looking after through some scrolls as they're returning from a long training. So in this times, I'm looking through my scrolls of healing alongside listening amongst the, the taverns and Patreons to see any more news amongst this. While you are doing so, on your character sheet, Pio, go ahead at the left side, there is that long box that's called Skills. In that box of skills, click on the word perception. What's happening is you're listening to the patrons talking amongst one another, and we want to see how well you can hear what they're talking about. So once you click on perception, I will go ahead and tell you if you're able to hear really well or if you're only able to hear things here and there. So you wrote a 14 on your perception. So as you're sitting there with your scrolls, you do catch some conversations closer to you than further. It's a lot harder to hear the people that are much further from you due to all of the, the loud, boisterous voices that are currently carrying in throughout the room. But you do hear two people talking, and you, you kind of overhear one of them say, Hey, the Kuldarians, I hear they're really close to Dolren. Do you think they'll make it here within the next month? 
and the the man that's speaking with this other guy he goes ah i doubt it man there's there's no way they they'd reach here by a month we we definitely have time to get the hell out of here but let, let's take our time there's no way they'll be here within a month and you just basically hear the two of them talking back and forth about the Koldarian soldiers. They're talking about the rumors about how close they are to the town versus how far they might be and when they'll be showing up. But other than that, you don't really hear too much else. But as you're kind of eavesdropping on some of these characters, let's go ahead and move over to the bear shifter, Benno. Benno, what, what are you doing currently? I've just finished a meal, and I'm kicking back with some other adventures as I spoke my pipe, listening to what, what news and stories they have to share. Okay, and as, as you're speaking with some of the other adventurers, do you bring up any of the, the background of where you're from, or do you keep that to yourself? I keep that to myself. Okay, all right. So one of the adventurers that you're, you're speaking with, he looks over at you. Good shifter. I know we've been talking back and forth about the adventures we've been having, but tell me, I have not seen you around here in, in Dolren before. Are, are you new to, to Aloria or this town? I, I have never seen you, and I know you're an adventurer, but this is a key point, a key city here. Many travelers come back and forth through here. I've not once seen you before. Where are you from, son? I'm from Alora originally, up further north, but I haven't returned here in... A good 10, 15 years. Oh, you've been gone for quite some time. Uh, tell me, what, what are your thoughts on a lawyer being taken by the Koldarians? Aren't you afraid, good sir? Not much for myself, but I do have some family here that I'm looking to check in on. Ah, yes, I don't blame you there. I do hear that the damned Koldarians are forcing many of the people here of Aloria into the armies. Of the damned empire. I hope I hope they haven't reached your family any time or within the last couple of months because I hear the Kodarians are ruthless. So I, I wish you and your family well. And uh, if you're going to be traveling up north, just know that's where the Kodarians are. You better stay safe out there. Who knows what they're going to do to you if they find you. All right. Thank you for the heads up. And as you're speaking with him, let's go ahead and move over to Rainy. Rainy, what, what are you doing currently? Rainy, I want to quickly describe a quick scenario here for you because we kind of went over the background of your character prior to today's session. You had oh. mentioned Rainy has been here in Aloria for a little bit of time and you have met a, we're just going to call her a dragonborn. You met a dragonborn by the name of Lady Vetra who is someone that has ties to the black market in Dolren. This dragonborn named Lady Vetra is a very knowledgeable individual, and you have somehow made friends with this dragonborn. As you're roaming around the tavern, it is your understanding that when you spoke with Lady Vetra last, she requested that you meet up with her here at Shell's Enlightenment on this night. So while you're walking around waiting for Lady Vetra to show up, is there anything you're particularly doing? Yes. He's nervous, almost, but he's trying not to show it because he caught wind of his old, I guess, quote-unquote friends who aren't really seeing eye-to-eye with him has placed basically a mark on him where they basically, they don't like him very much after what he did to them. So he's kind of on edge because... He's in somewhat of trouble with them, so he's going around asking patrons to basically cut them a, a type of deal to join him on this big cruise ship that he has because he's 
a fearless captain <laughs> of this ship and that he's trying to recruit people to go on the seas with him to basically, his real goal is to basically uh, use patrons as basically cannon fodder so that oh my. <laughs> he can protect himself from his we, old friends. Are we sure, are we sure Rainy, are we sure Rainy is good in that aspect? <laughs> Do we have the right chaotic, alignment? Chaotic. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hear me out, hear me out. Hear him out, hear him out. But he's, he's phrasing it in a way that it's actually a good thing, you see, because this supposed alleged ship that he owns can travel the roughest of waters and the toughest of sea storms. And he's saying that if you join him on this ship, then it's a good, it's a good way to escape the, uh, what was it? The Koldar? The Koldar? Yes, the Koldarian Empire will never hurt them on the seas because they'll be long gone when the army takes over. Okay. So you're you're speaking with one of the, the current civilians of Dorne right now, and there's a man at the bar who's sitting down. He he looks to be half wasted and he has this <laughs> giant he has this giant pint of alcohol in his hand. He's just chugging it. As you're talking to him, he looks at you, Rainy. You're telling me uh you're wanting me to join you. Your 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 crew, is that it? Yes. <laughs> How much are you paying, dear lad? I, I could use quite the amount of gold. I am in quite a bit of debt, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> you're not going to get anyone on your crew unless you're paying them something. Now, I, mean, I understand uh, I, I understand you're telling me that we'll be safe from the Koldarians, but you know what? You also be safe from the Koldarians if you just do what they say. <laughs> I, I, for me to work, it requires a bit of gold, my lad. Do you have gold to pay me? That's the question. You know, I, I have to pay off my, my booze debts, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. oh, shit. Okay, okay. So, here's the thing. As a captain, obviously, I'm filthy rich because I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally an all-powerful being. But okay, so- hear me out, sir. <laughs> if you go on this, I, I'm allowing you onto my ship. If you take this offer, like, what don't you understand? Like, Rainy? like if you do what Koldoria Army tells you to do, there's a good chance that you could possibly get hurt or even die on the seas, which I'm totally letting you on for free. Uh, you'd, be, you'd be safe. I would be protecting you on the seas. I'm just being that generous. Okay, uh, Rainy, on your character sheet, you are trying to deceive this poor man. <laughs> so, on your character sheet, Rainy, on the left of your character sheet, there is, a, there is that long box called Skills. There is the skill called Deception. Click on Deception, deception for me, and let's see if he believes your lie. <laughs> okay, I yes. found it. There you go. Oh my god, oh Rainy wrote a nap boy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the, the person is half. half okay, half so Rainy, Rainy, Rainy rolled a natural 20, everyone. So, with, with uh, a plus 5, so Rainy has a 25 on 
his deception here. Rainy, as you're telling this this drunk man that you're going to protect him on the seas, he almost chokes a bit on his booze. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. You're telling me you'll protect me on the seas and, and I'll be able to make a fortune and that you're very rich. Okay, okay. I think I believe you. By all means, sign me up, Captain. What's your name, lad? <laughs> just go with Rainy for now. I have, I haven't picked a name. Uh, you have, you don't have a name for yourself, Captain. I'll just call you Captain. You know what? You can not, you can call me. Haphazard didn't think of a name for this random patron, so my name is Bobo. Bobo. You, can, you can call me Bobo. Yes, uh, from now on, you're Captain because you totally wrote a natural twenty, and uh, oh, yeah. definitely fooled my <laughs> So as as uh, Bobo was talking with Rainy, she you are like really close to Rainy and Bobo, and you're behind the counter right now. And I'm gonna go ahead and say she you described your character as one that uh, runs a shop. You collect shells and you do some trading from time to time. She your character is actually from the coast. We're, we agreed that she is somewhat native or a citizen close to Dolren. So you've had your fair share of time traveling to and from Doran. You know most of the people in Doran that have done business with you. She, you're here tonight because Ponne, the tavern keep that owns the tavern, has ordered some goods from your shop. You're delivering these goods, she, for tonight. And as you're behind the bar, Ponne, the elderly man, as his boss, walks over to you, she. Ah! Good seeing you again, she. Do you have the supplies I ordered? Ah, uh, yes, I have everything you need. Kone. I've got... Uh, what is it you wanted again? Ah, uh, I wanted uh, several different types of she shells that I've seen you carry around. I need to spruce up the tavern. It is called Shells Enlightenment, after all after the great turtle spirit, Tioga. So I just wanted some more shells to make it look more shell-like, you know? It goes with the name of the tavern. Ah, yes, I, I have just what you need. I, I've collected some carry shells that glow. They'll reflect all the light from your shop here and really spice up the place. I also collected a couple ingredients you might want to mix into your drinks. I've got some winkle shells that... Uh, can make your patrons fall asleep. They'll look for uh, a room here, uh, oh. doing more business for you. I Holy also Holy <laughs> shit, shit. Now you're telling me you're bringing more goods than I asked for. This is why I this is why I requested from your shop. You never fail to impress me. Oh, you're going to get paid very well for this. One moment, one moment. Before you continue with this, uh, let me let me get my my worker over here. The elderly man slowly turns around. Daz! Daz, come over here, please! Coming, sir. And he waves over at the mouse uh, shifter, and as Daz, you get uh, come closer, he goes, My dear Daz, she here is going to be stocking the taverns with plenty of shells. Could you be a deer and uh, take some of the shells and kind of just disperse them around the tavern and make it look somewhat pretty? But sir, why do we need any seashells? The, the bar looks good on itself. It'll make it look stupid. Oh, excuse me, Des. The, the, this place is called the Shells Enlightenment. We need to add a couple more of shells to make it, you know, 
look more of a theme. You know what I'm saying, Des? Yes, I do know what you're saying. Uh, Anyways, Des, have you met she before? I don't think we've met. She, this is this is my worker, Des. She's been working here for quite some time now. Lovely worker. Uh, she, uh, I don't know if there's any extra work that you might have down at the shop. I know uh, Des is always looking for uh, extra gold here and there. I can only pay her so much. But Des, if you ever need extra work, I think she might have some opportunities from time to time. I'm afraid I... my employee list is full right now. What? Party of one. Ah, To my oh. disappointment, I I turn away. <laughs> oh, well, my apologies, Des. I, I, I tried to give you a good reference there, if you know what I mean. You, you, know, you could always have me on your reference page next time you apply to something. But uh, anyways, take these shells and just stack them all around the tavern. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, thank you, Des. Uh, she, again, thank you for all the supplies. Uh, I'll give you your payment. Uh, just give me uh, some, a couple of minutes to get them. Is there anything else you require from Shell's Enlightenment while you're here? Would you like a drink or two? I'll take some water if you've got it. Seawater. Oh, uh, uh, we have plenty of that. I mean, we're right there on the docks, so yeah, I'll get you some seawater. Uh, all right, give me a couple of minutes. I'll get your payment. And uh, you can do whatever you want to do from there. As he begins to walk away, I need... Actually, who's closest to the door, the outs? Let's go ahead and say Dez, Benno, and Pio. Make me perception checks on your character sheets. Click on perception. Uh, also, Sliv, perfect voice, just like Rainy said. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I also think that your voice matches your character so, so well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so well. Benno rolled an 8 on perception. Des has a 13. And Pio has a 16. Okay. So, Naku, or I'm sorry, Benno. Benno, as you're speaking with those adventurers that you mentioned, you're near the fire that's nearby. You don't necessarily notice anything at this current time. However, Des, as you're walking around, putting the shells up, you get closer to the, the, the door that leads into the tavern. You hear some commotion outside, Des, as you're putting up some of the shells. You don't necessarily know what the commotion is about. You just hear some, like, shouting, and you hear some, like, clanging of metal. But you're not sure what it is. With a 13, it wasn't high enough to really tell you what's happening. You just know something's happening, and something is coming closer to the tavern. Pio with a 16, though, as you, because I mean, you're already kind of listening around for everybody and trying to, you know, eavesdrop on people. You do hear what's happening outside. You have a, a little better hearing at this point. And as you look over at the, the door that leads out, the doors that lead into the tavern, they're just swinging doors. You can just push them and swing them. Think of like a saloon from like, like uh, the Wild West kind of tavern, the doors. You can see and hear Pio outside. You hear a man screaming in the distance. The Kaldarians! They offer it! They're here! Get out! Everyone escape! But you hear footsteps and several people walking towards the tavern at this time. I'm going to give Dez and Pio an opportunity to do something at this time because they're the ones that rolled high enough to hear this. Rainy, you're still busy talking to Bobo about your ship. She, you're, you're too far from the door to really hear what's going on. It's too loud in the tavern to really hear what's going on. Benno, you're still distracted by the adventurers. You're really having a deep conversation and you just didn't roll high enough to hear this. Des and Pio, let's start with Des because you're closer to the door, Des. 
uh, as you hear this these this clanging and then the people outside you don't know what they're screaming about what are you doing you hear this do you stop what you're doing to see what's going outside you walk away from the door i walk towards the door i would like to see where it is as i am Pretty much slacking on my job at this point. Okay. Putting up seashells are kind of boring, so. Since you're peeking out the door, is that what you said you're doing? Yes. Okay, as you're peeking out the door, Des, you see on, the doors lead straight to the docks of Doran. So this tavern is located on the docks. You can see several people are running and they're scattering. Many of the civilians of Doran are running away, trying to get into their homes, or they're actually trying to get onto the boats. And you see many people on the smaller fishing boats trying to unhook their boats to escape. They don't want anything to do with the Koldarian soldiers who somehow made it all the way to Doran. This is not expected. No one thought these soldiers would be here. But you see several soldiers. I'm going to go ahead and place some soldiers on the map. Walking towards the tavern at this point in time. They're all armored and armed. They have swords, spears, shields. Uh, they look like they mean business, and they don't look nice. What you do see outside, Des, as you're peeking, is some of the civilians who are trying to run away. Uh, many of the soldiers, they are grabbing onto them, throwing them onto the ground, kicking at them. It's very violent outside. After you see this, what, what do you do? After I see this, I don't go try to mend it right away. I go to Kome. Kome? Kome. Konme, I go to Konme and I whisper to him, I think there's some commotion outside. Okay, so you, you go to Konme, and as you say that, Pio, you're also the one that really knows what's going on uh, after Des. Pio, wh- what are you doing with this knowledge? Because you rolled really high on your perception. In this times, um, I would be packing up my souls and my bags, and... The fact that the Kaldarians are now potentially here, or they are here, lining up outside. I would also head to where Konme is in order to warn about such activities going okay. outside Okay. And commotions. All right, so you make your way towards Konme. At this point, Dez and Pio, as you walk over to Konme, Konme has already gathered gold for she. Uh, Konme is providing she the payment for all the shells and the goods. And as Pio and Dez, you both kind of reach Konme at the same time to explain what's going on. Rainy, you're right there, right next to them, actually. You hear what they're saying? What, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing at this point? You hear, you hear Dez and Pio, like, you kind of see them whispering to Konme, and they have a slight or Coldman, I should say, has a, a slight worried look to his face. Like the old man is looks somewhat worried for what's going, what's about to happen. What are you doing, Rainy? Uh, Bobo is still trying to talk to you. He's half drunk. He's like, he's tapping your shoulder. He's placing his hand on his shoulder. Ah, oh, Captain! Yes, Captain! When do we set sail, Captain? Everybody's calling him cannon fodder. I love Bobo! <laughs> <laughs> you see this cold man he looks somewhat worried do you stay where you're at or do you try to say anything to them while this is going on or or do you kind of just stay silent for now wait so i don't hear anything but i i see his face 
change or yeah, his so face the, looks a little off. Yeah. So you're still hearing a lot of the commotion in the tavern. A lot of people have not really, they don't really know what's happening just yet. A lot of people are half drunk, having too much fun. It's very loud in the tavern. So you don't hear the soldiers outside. However, you do hear or see Kolme talking with Pio and Dez as they kind of whisper and tell him what's going on because you're, you're basically right there next to them. You're on the opposite side of the bar. So you kind of have a general idea of something bad might be happening sometime soon. Okay, so um, the first and the most important thing that I do first is pat Bobo on the back and tell him to enjoy his drink for now because the seas is obviously not going to be very friendly. So I want him to enjoy his current drink that he's drinking right now and just kind of let himself relax a bit. And then I turn to the owner with like, like not really with like intention of actively prying, but like kind of beating around the bush, but with like looking at him like, I know there's something wrong, so you better tell me kind of look and ask him. So... Why the long face? That's not very patron-friendly of you. <laughs> okay. Uh, P.O. <laughs> that's not very poggers of you, but that's not poggers. Not, <laughs> not very poggers. We got, we got slang here in the world of reverie now. Poggers. <laughs> so, Des, P.O., and she, you're all right there next to Rainey and Colmay. You hear Rainey say what he says. Colmay, he, he's a, like I said, he's a much older gentleman. He looks like he's struggling with the thought of what's going on. He slowly looks at Rainy and he goes, Oh, dear lad, something, something bad is about to happen. Stare, stick near me. We might have to make a run for it. And I know of a, a way to escape the taverns other than the front doors. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> and as he says this, P.O. does and she... He, he explains to all of you, there is a secret way out of the tavern, and he, he doesn't want anyone to get hurt tonight. He's a very kind gentleman, and he, he loves all of his patrons. He treats all of his, his customers you know, with love and, and everything. So he doesn't want any of you to get hurt, but obviously he cannot save everyone, but you're all the closest ones near him. At, at this point in time, he's basically telling you all, there is another way out. If we need to escape, follow me, basically, for the most part. Uh, at this time, though, uh, Benno, you're kind of all the way on the opposite side of the tavern. You're near the fireplace speaking with these adventurers. So you still don't know exactly what's going on. But at this point in time, uh, Benno, you're now aware of what's going on. We're going to go ahead and say the doors are kicked open. And what you see is a man stepping forth. He has this purple cloak around his shoulders and his golden armor. And as he's looking around, you see this man looks somewhat different. He's not a dragonborn. He's not a lizard folk. And he's definitely not a shifter. He, he looks humanoid enough. However, he's like half human and half lizard. It, necessarily a dragonborn or a lizard folk. They look more reptilian or more draconic. This guy looks pretty human, but his, his skin has a lot of scales to them. At least the skin that you can see through his parts of his armor. And as he bursts through the doors, he is followed by Several soldiers who have their swords and their spears drawn, they begin to line up into the tavern and they all have these faces on them as if they're there to demand and basically 
tell you all what to do. As they enter the tavern, the the one in the the first one that enters, he looks to have different armor compared to the other soldiers. He has this insignia on his armor that would represent he might be a captain or of a higher rank than all the other soldiers who just seem to be foot soldiers uh, or peons in some way, shape, or form. But Benno, you notice these soldiers. They they come rushing into the tavern. All of the patrons, they're all looking around now at each other, and it goes silent. The music stops. The yelling and the laughter stops. Everyone just turns to look at the soldiers that just stepped in. Buttocks, or I'm going to say, his actual name is Batuko, Batuko Hootkins. He stands up, and he, in Butoko, he's known for his buttocks. He has, he has that ass. So as he, as he stands up, he kind of like clenches his ass a little bit. He kind of lets a, a slight little fart out because he's like, oh, shit. He, he sees these soldiers coming through. He goes, whoop, whoop. And the guys with uh, Butoko, they stand up as well. They're, they're, they have like their hands on their swords. They have weapons. They're ready to fight if they need to. But as the soldiers step into the taverns, the captain, he has in his hands, he doesn't have any weapons. He has a, a scroll, a paper-like scroll. It's rolled up. But as he steps in, he looks around at everyone. And as he does, I am captain of the Koldarian forces here in Dolrin. We are here on the Koldarian draft decree. All of you are to put your weapons down and surrender. Emperor Ball requires many soldiers for the Empire, and we are here to draft every single one of you that is capable enough to hold a weapon. So, do we have anyone that denies the draft? If you deny it, just know that it is punishable by death. I demand all of you to stand and get in line now. And as he does so, he does so in a very intimidating voice. All the soldiers behind him, they're looking at everybody and they have their weapons drawn. And the captain, he points across the tavern from where he's at, near where Colme's room is. Colme's room is the one with the bed, uh, the door next to the bar. He wants everyone to stand in front of that room next to the bar. Colme, the elderly man, he's going to step forward as the captain begins speaking. He has a cane. He just... You know, delicately walks over. Uh, excuse me. This is the Shell's Enlightenment. We are not here to be your slaves. We we are we come in peace. There is no need to draw your weapons. Please, can we just talk things through? We don't need to be violent about things now. Let's let's all have a drink and, and discuss things. And as he says this, the captain he steps forward towards Colme. He looks at Kome slightly. He walks up, and the other soldiers begin to scatter a little bit, preparing themselves for anything that someone might try to do. As the captain walks up to Kome, Kome, he looks over at the, the group. Uh, other than Benno, Benno's still on the opposite side. Kome looks over at Dez, Shi, Pio, and Rainy, and he points a finger to the room behind him, as if that is where he wants them to go at some point, trying to hint that. He mentions to Dez that in his room, Dez, you would know this because you work here. Dez, you know in his room there is a trap door that leads outside of the tavern onto the docks as a secondary way of escaping or leaving the tavern. So he's pointing at his room, and you get the idea that he's telling you all that is where to escape if you need to escape. But as he's pointing his finger, Captain doesn't realize what Colman is doing. The captain grabs onto Colme's shirt and he kicks 
Cold Mace Kane out of his hand, and you know, Cold Mace kind of stumbles and he grabs the old man by the shirt and he lifts him up with one arm and just looks at Cold Mace in the face with this grin, this evil grin, and just goes, You tell me, captain of the Koldarian army, what to do, old man? I think not. And he just throws Cold Mace to the ground. As he does so, he just kicks the old man in the side and he looks around. Does anyone else have any objections? Now line up, damn it. At this point, the soldiers begin to push some of the patrons to the back side of the room, closer to where Kolme is. And Benno, you're being pushed by some of the soldiers as well. And we're going to go ahead and place some of the patrons. They're going to line up next to Kolme. Patrons are all getting up. A lot of the patrons don't have armor and weaponry or anything like that. They're just villagers and civilians that live here in the town of Doran. So they're, they're listening. At this point, though, you do notice a couple of the guards go over to Batuko and his crew. One of the guards grabs onto uh, Batuko's shoulder. Get moving! You heard what the captain said. And as he does so, Batuko goes, What? You do not tell me what to do. Touch me again. I will stab you in the gut. And the soldier just looks at Batuko. Say that one more time, Al, man, and we'll see who gets stabbed in the gut. Now get in line. And as he says this, Patuko and his crew, they sheath their blades because they know they are totally outnumbered right now. They're not trying to fight several guards, but they're going to walk over towards the bar as well. Benno, this is your opportunity to make a move here. Are you going to walk into line along with everyone else? Uh, or are you going to stay where you're at? Or what are you doing, Benno? I want to get to you because you're kind of away from everyone right now. I'm going to move towards the line and I'm just going to call out to the captain. I'll be right back in a minute. If I'm joining your soldiers, you want them as well armed as possible, right? I'm going to get the rest of my gear. Okay, so you just yelled that out at the captain, you said? Yeah. Okay, the as captain. I make my way towards one of these back rooms. So as you walk towards the line of where the patrons are, you notice, go ahead and make me a perception roll, Benno. All right, you made a 10. So, okay. So before I describe what you see, we're going to go back to the other group. Dez, she, Pio, and Rainy with Bobo. You all see what's going on. What You all also noticed Colin McQuaint towards the back door where his room is. I'm pinging on the map right next or right next to the bar. There is a room with his bed and the, the trap door. You all get that idea that that's where you want to escape. What are the four of you doing right now? Are you going to line up with everyone? Or are you going to kind of move closer to that room? The knowledge that you have, you see that, you know, Colme is on the ground. He's pretty hurt. The captain kicked him pretty hard. So what, what are you four doing? So for she, she would be shoveling the gold first and foremost into his jar um, as fast as he possibly can. Makes sense. Um, and then, <laughs> in the interest of self-preservation, uh, she would make a dash towards that door. Okay, so you're going to make a dash to the door. So let's just say, while you're making a dash for the door, the other three, Dez, P.O., and, and let's go ahead and say Dez first. Dez, what are you doing? Right before she makes the dash for the, do the door, what are you doing? I look hesitantly towards Con May, wanting to help him, but knowing that I'm not very strong, uh, I dash towards the door and I look back at him and I just go through and then run towards the trap door. Okay, so Dez knowing where the trap door is, she would be able to find it immediately. She and Dez, you're both kind of running for that trap door right away as well. Pio, what are you doing? In this times, I desperately would like to help Konmei, considering I I am a cleric. I protect new people, but 
in the situation of being outnumbered and considering that everyone is heading for the door, I might I might hesitantly follow along. Okay, so are you kind of making your way towards the door? You're still thinking about it, but you're you're making it aware that you're kind of slowly making that way there. Yeah, I'm like, to... it looks like I'm heading towards the line, okay. but in actual reality, I'd, okay. I'd, 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 I think we're going to head out. I don't know okay. if we can handle this. Theo said, Tone, I wish you luck, homie, but I'm out. <laughs> Fuck this <laughs> shit, I'm out. I can't handle this, I'm out. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right, so P.O., you're making your way to the rainy. What are you doing? It's your, it's your turn, Rainy. Are you making a way towards the door? You're seeing Dez and she and Peel making their way towards that room. What are you doing, Captain? Oh, my God. I have to ask, what the hell does Bobo think of this Bobo, situation? Bobo, Bobo still have drunk, and he looks at the soldiers, and he goes, Oh, Captain! And they hurt cold, man. We can't let them do that. Captain, there's no way we can win this fight. Uh, let me prove myself to you, Captain. I will make a distraction while you escape. It looks like they're all running into, into Konme's room. There might be some way out of there. I don't know. Or maybe they're locking themselves in there. Uh, get into that room. And I'll make a distraction for you, Captain. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Um. <laughs> so good, Bobo. Oh my god, okay. Okay, so my, my little fox dude, he does, he does feel for Kodme because he, he has a soft spot for elderly people because he is friends with a very, very good, anciently elderly person, uh, dragonborn, but he also, is realistic about the situation. There's no way he could fight more than five. <laughs> more than five, really. <laughs> Heavily, fully armed soldiers. And if Ko- if Kone can be picked up by this this big fake captain <laughs> by like one arm and just tossed to the ground, this little short stack of a fox. There's no way he could uh, beat him one on one. But he does feel like he does feel like there should be something that he could at least do to it. At least because he's like, oh, they're, they're being a fucking bully. <laughs> so he jumps onto the high ground, the, the table, I guess. Okay. Let me see if I can. Is this on? Is this on the table? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like he's on a chair, but yeah, he's on the table. We'll say that's the table. You jump onto the bar table. Yeah, he jumps onto the bar table, <laughs> and he just yells at the top of his lungs, like, Bobo, you drunk fuck, you go escape right now, and just makes a big old ruckus on the on the bar table. Okay, alright, so as you scream this, let's go back to Benno, because Benno made me a perception roll of 10. Benno, you rolled a 10, that's pretty average, 10 is basically standard. You definitely see everyone running into that room, and then you just see Rainy, this random fox shifter guy, jump on the table and screams out, Bobo, save yourself, kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, Benno, you do realize you are outnumbered, 
you get the idea that they're running to this room for a reason. What at this point you you kind of mentioned to the captain that you're going to get your armor, your equipment to join the army. Are you going to use this opportunity to to act like you're you're going to the back room to pick that up, or are you going to rush to that back room, or are you going to walk to another room? What are you doing? I think I'll walk over to Kone and I'll pick him up and carry him on my back by his clothes, make it look like I'm not being friendly to him, and just call out loudly enough that the captain can hear. Come on, old man, you gotta unlock the safe so I can get the rest of the equipment I left with you. As I walk towards the room everyone's gathering to. So you're all doing this at the same time, and because I made you make that perception roll, you're kind of doing this while they're all making a, a rush for that back room. The captain does see she and Dez make a bolt for the back room, but before he can do anything, he sees you pick up Cold Man. And he looks at you, somewhat believing you slightly how you're treating Kone. But as this is going on, Bobo and Rainy, they're making a ruckus. Bobo jumps onto the table as well, next to Rainy. <laughs> and he just goes, Ah, Captain, I'm in it with you! Damn, <laughs> Leave my fucking home! And you see Bobo, he grabs his his bottle of booze and he just slams it across the table creating the shattered glass and he begins to run onto the table and he dives at soldiers with his glass die Koldarians! <laughs> and at this point the captain and the other soldiers they they see what's going on and the, the soldier that bobo is jumping at readies his weapon and as this is going on everyone else begins to panic like everyone else that's in line they all begin to panic and they don't want to be you know slaves to the empire they don't want to be soldiers so they all begin to start rushing towards the door in a, a panic. And as this is going on, Batuko and his boys, Batuko looks at them. Hoot, hoot! Now is the time to leave. Let us go. And, you know, the three of them, they have their weapons drawn. They're going to go around where Bobo was to try and escape through the main doors. And you see all of them draw their scimitars. They all have these curved blades. And they rush at the guard that Bobo just jumped at. And they all attack that guard to try and uh, get by him. Uh, at this point, it is pure, utter chaos. Everyone is now, like, pushing and shoving and fighting. The guards or the sh uh, soldiers, they're attacking these civilians with their weapons. You, Rainy, you're the only one that sees what's going on, as well as Benno and Pio. The three of you are still out there. You see several of these patrons, they're, they're now getting attacked by the soldiers. The captain, he has had enough. He just goes, Very well! If you wish to deny the draft decree, then you forfeit your lives for the Empire. Kill them all! And at this point, it is a fucking, like, hard-ass bar fight. Everyone is going ham on each other. Leaving Rainy, Pio, and Benno the opportunity to try and escape through the back doors. Uh, everyone's fighting. Pio, you're kind of sneaking still. At this point, do you use this opportunity to, to rush into that room, Pio? Maybe I'll just... Calmly walk in there. I'll just walk in there, you know, maybe. maybe just, uh, don't, uh, like, P.O.'s like, don't mind me. All right, so P.O. walks in the door. Benno, you walk into the back with Conway on your shoulder. Is that what you're doing still? Yeah. Okay, so Benno, you're able to make it into there as well. Rainy, you're the only one. You're still standing on the table. And at this point, during the ruckus, you see Bobo, he got, he's got his shattered glass, and he's, like, stabbing the soldier with Butuko and Butuko's men. They're, like, jumping this soldier. But as this is going on, 
you notice another soldier comes from the side with his sword and he stabs Bobo in the side. And as as Bobo is stabbed in the side, he's just Ah Captain! Ah don't forget Bobo <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Rainy, what are you doing? Are you making a run for it? Okay, alright, so I I call out to Bobo with this big grand gesture with my arms and salute to him and scream out <laughs> your services will not be forgotten i will name my new ship after you bubba <laughs> and just bolt for the door afterwards okay bubba the true homie so the true homie you're the true true crewmate homie <laughs> and just 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 kick down the door run in <laughs> okay, so everyone in the party, you're all in this room together. Benno, you carry Cold Man in there, and Cold Man, he, he's really hurt. He, his ribs are broken from being kicked in, and he, he's having a hard time breathing. And as is going on, Dez, you're able to grab onto the trapdoor, and it opens up right away. And as all of you are now in this room, Cold Man, he, he, he points at the door. Please shut it and lock it. That would buy us more time. And he's basically pointing it for either Rainy or Benno uh, to lock the door. I'm going to assume one of you locked the door behind you. Buy yourself some time. Des, that door is flung open. Des, you're kind of like in the lead at this point because you're the first in the room. You look around. It's only, you know, you see a couple of shifters with you as well as this lizard folk, she. And Colme, what are you doing, Des? Are you just, are you going to try and talk to anyone in the room? Or, or are you just going to like jump into that trap door? What are you doing, Des? There seems to be so many of you guys. And this trapdoor, what if what if he catches all of us at the same time? That's why there's a trapdoor, you fool. Open it up. <laughs> well, no, only a few of us should go inside, not all of us. We're going to make oh, wait, too much wait. of a ruckus. I have an idea. Fluffbutt, whatever your name is, the big dude, <laughs> the white bear. <laughs> Get your ass near the door and block it. You're the biggest out of all of us. I, I, I agree. We we sacrifice tribute of Benno. <laughs> <laughs> Benno, you see you see two of them are telling you what to do. The bed. Oh wait. We're <laughs> on the bed, hold on. As you're all having this conversation, Cold Man, he he's having a hard time breathing. He just goes, Des uh, all of you, please, you must escape. Do not let the Koldarians get in their hands on you. I hear terrible things of what they do to those that don't agree with the way they do things. Uh, stick together, and I'm sure you can escape. Uh, I will stay behind and watch the door while you all escape. Was he saying that to me, or was he saying that to all of us? Everyone, everyone. He, okay, okay. Oh my right. god, Fluffbutt, go barricade the door! What are you doing? <laughs> you think my spindly arms can move anything in this room? <laughs> Coleman, he looks at Benno. Benno had walked towards the door, and Coleman's just like, oh, dear bear shifter. And he grabs onto his cane, and he just puts it up against the door to kind of, like, wedge it shut. So if they tried to open it, not only is the door locked, he has his cane up against the handle now. This will buy you all some time. Please, escape now. Get to the docks. Uh, your only way of escape is getting to a boat. Go now before everyone sets sail and gets out of here. Leave. I'll make sure they do not follow you. Follow me. Have to come with us. 
No, I cannot. This is my tavern. And my ribs are broken. I will only slow you down, Des. Kill you, though. Kill you, though. You're being fucking stupid. You have so much to live for besides this dumb old barn pub. He's, he's pretty old. Yeah. He looks pretty old. <laughs> you can't say that, Captain. Well, mate, he looks at the rest of you. I will follow you. Just everyone escape. I'll we'll come out last. I have I have the the power to escape as well. Just just please get out first. I'll be right behind you. Don't let this old man slow you, your youngsters down. I I have lived my life. You're all still young and have much to live for. You got like two months left in the old man. Come on. <laughs> I can look at you though. Like little ribs. You can run a charity in two months. Like you got stuff to do. <laughs> he looks at Rainy. Uh, two months, you say? Oh, damn! I gave myself six. What if you say I only have two? <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, he's he's just telling you guys to get out. He's gonna be the last one that exits. If you all uh, agree, Des, you know that this trapdoor leads. You're all going to have to go into it one at a time, but it leads to the dock. Now telling you that he'll follow, but he's going to be last. And you hear a knocking and a banging at the door. One of the soldiers is now at the door, pounding up against it with his fist. Open the door! This bathroom Open is occupied. <laughs> <laughs> with like uh, six, poop. seven people. <laughs> the corner is large enough for all of us. <laughs> you're, having, you're, having a, you're having a sleepover right now. <laughs> At this point, though, are you all escaping through the trap door, or are you going to continue trying to have a conversation while the door is currently being attacked? <laughs> oh, I mean, the conversation's kind of nice. <laughs> you better keep your word. As I look back at Conmei, and I open the door and slip through. Okay, so as Des slips through... What I have revealed, all of you should be able to see it to the right of the map. There's a second map. You're going to see a ship docked on the docks. Ah. All of your characters on the docks, the bottom left. Uh Everyone's escaping now to the docks because the tavern is located on the docks. So go ahead and place all your characters in the docks. I will go ahead and move Colme. Here, I I got you. (laughs) Conmay, let's go. Conmay actually my... came over. <laughs> got my character in the void. Oh wait, you got it. You got I, I, it. I, I, I got. I got. I got your character out of the void. Before I move, while everyone's conversing, could I have uh, searched through my jar for some natural ointment that I made and just kind of throw it on the ground as like an oil slick? Oh yeah, if you want to like slip the soldiers up that follow you, for yep. sure. Hell yeah. All right. Big brain. So smart. <laughs> that is very smart, actually. And and before we continue, let me just say this. All of you are doing such a wonderful job. It's like all of you played D&D before. <laughs> like, you're all, like, like you're... it's so exciting. It's easy to, like, yeah, I really like the get story. into character. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. Every single one of you, you're, you're role-playing very well. You, you're acting out your characters. And it's so far, it's it's been smooth. You guys are doing a wonderful job. Keep it up. Try. Well, that means we have to get more chaotic. Okay. Oh, wait, okay, okay. I take that back. I take that back. Rainy, you've already gotten Bobo killed, damn it. Oh, I thought he wasn't killed. I thought he was still going. Well, well, we don't know he was sad. 
All right, so I'll live again one day. <laughs> He'll live on in the spirit of my ship that I definitely have. <laughs> so the trapdoor again leads to the docks, and as you escape to the docks one by one, now that you're outside, you can see all around town, away from the docks, you see there's some fire as if the town's been attacked. There are people yelling, screaming. You see several people running across the docks trying to get away. There are soldiers basically in the middle of the docks near you that are attacking people, trying to drag people everywhere. As you step onto the docks, you see there is a ship. There's actually many ships that are docked, but many of them are now, they're sailing away. You see several fishermen and other potential adventurers or possibly pirates jumping into their ships. They're untying the boats, pulling up the anchors. They're trying to get the F out of here before the soldiers board their ship. However, there is one ship that is right next to where you escaped. You notice there are a couple of people on that ship trying to undo the ropes. They're yelling at one another. All the people on the ship, they look to be orcs. And they all have like fishermen's outfits on. They're not wearing any armor or anything like that. But they're all trying to get their ship ready to, to set sail. But as this is going on, you notice there are several soldiers that are currently on the docks at this current time walking towards the ship and towards your party. So there's a group of five Koldarians that are making way towards your group at this point in time. And as they're doing so, one of them notices you all and points over at the group of you. Halt! Stand your ground, drop your weapons, and come with us. Surrender and no one gets hurt. Colne, he does escape the tavern. He's the last one. He's slowly crawling out, and he, he's really hurt. He's just, ah, damn! They're out here, too. We have to make a break for it. And Kodme looks around. He, he points over at the ship that's docked. He goes, uh, that ship there. We have to get on it before they set sail. Let us make a move. Make a run for it. We are now in combat, everyone. All right, so this is the turn order. So the highest number goes first. Lowest number goes last. We're going to say Kodme goes right after she... For Benno, your steel defender, Sukoshi, is going to go on the same turn as you. So we have Benno, Rainy, Dez, Pio, She, and then the soldiers. Right now, as the soldiers are yelling at you, one of the orcs on the ship, he rushes down dock off the ship, and he has what a, a trident in his hand. He looks like a fisherman, and he points at the soldiers, your group, and he kind of waves his hand, Hurry! Get onto the ship before they get you! At that point, Benno, you rolled the highest. You get the go. It's your turn, Benno. What are you doing? I'd like to send Sakoshi back towards Kanme and yell at him to get to on Sakoshi and ride him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Man, you guys are really trying to save Kanme. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> Yeah, we already lost Bobo. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> save a whole me out there. <laughs> All right, so uh, as you do so, uh, Kolme, he listens. He he gets on to uh, Sukoshi. Can Sukoshi keep moving after that, or is that going to take up the rest of Sukoshi's so, turn? Sukoshi, I believe, has Sukoshi has a speed of 40. So, yes, yeah, Sukoshi could move. It looked like Sukoshi moved two squares, so you still have six squares you can move. So, Kolme quickly gets on to Sukoshi. I'll just put Kolme under Sukoshi on the map so we know where Kolme is. Uh, so Sukoshi makes way towards the ship, I'm assuming. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Benno, it is now, you still have your turn, Benno. The bear shift. What are you doing, Benno? As these soldiers, they have all their swords drawn and they're they're walking towards your party. Yeah, move forward as far as possible and prepare to defend the entrance to the dock. I want to cast Grease in front of me between me and the soldiers. Oh, you're going to cast Grease. Okay. Grease. Very, <laughs> very smart. Go Grease Lightning. <laughs> All right. Is so... some of that bear lard? <laughs> bear lard? Oh my goodness. All right. I'll so... keep my figure. <laughs> All right. So you cast it in between. Can you tell me how the radius of the grease is it 10 feet? So I can. Yeah, 10 foot square. Okay, 10 foot square. Perfect. So Benno, he quickly rushes up past Sakoshi and you you summon this magical grease in front of you and the soldiers. And one of the soldiers, unfortunately, is in the grease when you summon it. I'm going to make a roll. Sakoshi, what is your spell saving throw? 13. 13. Okay. So now this is what I'm talking about before with the spell save. Because Benno casted grease, that poor soldier that is standing in the grease now has to make a roll to see if he falls or slips. So I have to roll a 13 or higher because because Benno's spell save is a 13. So I'm going to make a roll, and I rolled an 8. So I failed. The soldier that's standing in the grease now, he begins to slip and slide. He goes, oh, 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 my God. He <laughs> finds himself slipping, and he drops his sword, and that soldier hits the dock really hard, hitting his face face first. The other soldiers look over at their ally, and they look over at Benno, having an idea that it was him that casted it. And one of the soldiers points at the bear shifter. Get him! Get him now! It is now... Yeah, it is Dez's turn. Poor Dez! <laughs> it's okay. Dez is too, too busy drinking over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still drinking. Getting ready for my drunken master technique. Yes! <laughs> um, professional drinking. So, I'm kind of confused. So, am I allowed to... Am I allowed to move? Or yes. am I, am I, yes. I can move any number of squares, right? You can move up to the total feet under your speed. So I believe, Des, you have a speed of, I think, 35. Let me look at your character sheet. Your speed is at the 45. very top. 45. So yeah. So you can meet, you can move uh, 45, not squares, but nine squares. I can move nine squares? Yes. Oh, oh as in like this? Okay. Yes. Yeah. On the map. So you can move up to 45. Okay. I move. 40 feet this way. Okay, so you, you rush towards the closest soldier to you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Des, um, okay. What are you doing after that? What I do as Des is that I shift into a warehouse and I get really, really oh fucking my, buff. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I get razor sharp teeth. And then luckily before I left, I have brought my janitor mop with me and I have hit this poor soldier with the quarter or not quarter staff but my mop okay of that oh my god oh my god you rolled, <laughs> you rolled two natural 20s what the fuck okay so Des when you shift you gain four hit points Des I'm gonna put four temporary hit points on your character so Des rolled two natural 20s that means Des is gonna do double damage. Whenever oh you God. roll a yeah, whenever you roll a natural twenty, it's gonna show up as a green number. Natural twenty is basically the highest you can ever roll in D and D. It is the best roll you can ever make. 
So whenever you roll 20, most of the time, it's always going to be a successful roll, unless it's for a skill check, but we'll get into that later. So, Dez, <laughs> you rush up towards the soldier with your quarterstaff in one hand, and you shift midway. And as you shift into more of like a, a mouse rat-like creature, the soldier's eyes widen, and he kind of gulps a little bit. He's not ready for what's about to happen. And as you jump up into the air with your quarterstaff, you smash it down across his face. Dez, now we have to roll what's called the damage. All right. So Dez rolled a total of six, or I'm sorry, seven damage to the soldier, smacking him as hard as you can in the face. But as you smack him with your attack, Dez, you do get the opportunity to attack again if you want to use a key point. Do you, use a, do you want to use a key point to do a second attack? Yes, I want to oh. turn into dust. Okay, so you use a key point. So with your key point, you have to make uh, unarmed strikes. So on your attacks, click the unarmed strike, attack twice. Unarmed strike, yeah, attack get, twice. Yeah, you get to attack twice with your unarmed strike. Okay, so there's the first one. Now roll it again, or click it again. Justice for Bobo. Justice for Bobo! All right, so Dez... As you smack the soldier across the face with your mop, you deal seven points of damage. And then as you're still in midair, you go to attempt to kick him in the face. Your first kick is not able to hit him because you rolled an eight, and that's not high enough to hit Aww. the armor class. However, your second kick is for a 21, which is going to hit him. All right, you deal five points of additional damage. So altogether, uh, you were able to deal the, what I say, it was five plus the seven. So yeah, you do 12 points of damage. Dez, as you kick him with your second foot, he dodges the first one. You kick him so hard, you see his chin roll upwards. And as he goes, it's as if you uppercutted him with your foot. He goes flying into the air. <laughs> uh, many or a number of his teeth are flinging from his mouth and blood <laughs> is flying. And his eyes roll back into his head and he drops onto the ground unconscious. He is knocked out. I'm going to move him away from the map. Sit down, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and as this is going on, Kolnmeh, he sees what Dez does. And he looks over at Dez. He just goes, by the gods, Dez, I had no idea you were such a badass. <laughs> and it is now Rainy's turn. <laughs> first things first, uh, I'm actually having a lot of fun like at this pace too i don't really i never noticed that it was slow or anything i'm enjoying death beating up soldiers <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fun. it's okay. nice to watch in the back that's good that's good. i'm glad you're having fun i i just want to make sure that you know you're all fine with the pace i want to make sure everyone's still comfortable and again like des said you know or as des asked even naku please ask questions when it's your turn i will make sure that you know how to use your character thank you thank you you have a whip and a dagger at your side. Are you going to, to make a rush towards the boat? Are you going to kind of back up Dez and Benno at this point in time? What are you doing, Rainy? Captain? <laughs> <laughs> Rainy Captain. I'm the captain now. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I can move really far. Yeah, you can. <laughs> can I move to this square? Is yes. that possible? You can, however, remember the. The squares that I drew on the map, that is now that wood. The flooring is now <laughs> grease. You're going to run on the grease. That, uh -oh. might, that might potentially make you slip, so you'd have to go around the grease. Uh, unless you want to risk it and run through the grease, or the, the bear lard, as we called it. 
<laughs> can I, can I, I don't know how movement works exactly, but can I like, cro- can I jump on top of the, the barrels and then on top of this hammock? Yeah, you can. Yeah. To avoid the grease and yes. just you sit may. on the hammock. Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> Assuming I, that's uh, a hammock. It's a, yeah, it's a tent that's over a, a yeah, stall, yeah. basically. Okay. Um, you so... can do that. Now, now you're going to be jumping on top of a tent that you're not sure how strong it is. So I'm going to have to make you roll a an acrobatics or a dexterity check just to make sure you don't like slip and fall in the water. <laughs> but you okay. can. You can attempt to do it. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I do move there, can I still use my my catnip after moving? Your cat A cantrip. Cantrip. Oh. <laughs> cantrip. Not catnip. Cantrip. I was like, wait a minute. You, like, what? You have catnip? What? <laughs> and then over there? You would not be able to because you're using your action to move twice, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, your cantrip would be an action to cast or a bonus action, depending on whatever it is. But uh, once you use your dash action, if your cantrip is an action, you won't be able to use it until your next turn. Oh, okay. How far? How far is thirty feet? Hold on. Ooh. Okay. I'm not gonna use a dash. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run to. Can I use my my can can trip? Yes. Mage hand. Okay. What are you trying to do with your mage hand? I want that that sword that 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 this dude dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so you want to cast... Captain needs a sword. I want that. So you can, you can definitely cast Mage Hand. So, Rainy, you cast Mage Hand, and your hand, this magical hand, it appears next to the soldier that slipped on the grease. He had dropped his sword. Your Mage Hand's able to lift anything that's 10 pounds or under 10 pounds. So your Mage Hand's able to quickly grab the sword. Do you make the Mage Hand bring it to you? It says Mage Hand can't be used to attack, so I'm no, assuming yeah. I can't use it to attack. You can't attack with the Mage Hand. It can only pick stuff up and interact with objects. But I can move it, right? Yes, it can move towards you. Or the Mage Hand can pick up stuff and move the object, but I can't attack with it. Correct, yes. Okay, that gives me an idea. Oh, God. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> oh, Lord, um, the gods, please have mercy on my soul. Well, like, let, definitely uh, let me know if I can't do it. Like, if it's too OP or anything. Or if know. it's too if it's too silly, like, definitely tell me. I can work around it. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is what I want to do. I want my mage hand. I command my eight, <laughs> my mage hand to collapse this hammock thing. By breaking the the base of the hammock oh. onto the soldier. <laughs> okay, so so uh, I will allow that because you're technically not attacking anybody. I'm so, not. So the mage hand it takes the sword and just like swings it to the side to try and break one of the tarp or one of the legs to the the tent or whatever the tarp or the hammock, whatever you want to call it. And uh, let's go ahead and make go ahead and make me a attack roll. That's what, um, we want to make sure that the, the mage hand does not F up and attack something uh, else, like a barrel. <laughs> so you rolled a 12. That's good enough. So your mage hand, it picks up the sword, and it swings it lazily to the side, haphazardly. And as it does so, it cuts into the leg, the wooden leg. And it, it is strong enough to knock it to the side. And as that soldier is lying there in the grease, 
the tarp up above. It falls on top of him and the soldier behind him and is now on on top of both of them, (laughs) blinding them. And one of them's like, oh, my God, what is going on? And they're, they're confused. So the two of these soldiers, the one on the floor and the one behind him are now under this this tent. They're confused. They're trying to find themselves out of it. Nice, Rainy. You're basically <laughs> blinding them for the most part. Say those two are blinded for now. With blinded that, though, and greased. Yes, that's horrible. <laughs> so like, with for someone. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so Rainy, that's about all you can do for now. Oh. So Pio, it is now your turn. The the wonderful cleric Pio. You see the chaos that's ensuing. What what are you doing, Pio? I'm I'm thinking about moving since I can only go thirty. I will move thirty. Ah, I need to see where thirty is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll head I'll head up. You know, I'll I'll, I'll stick by. Hey. <laughs> okay. And man, that that poor dude. You know, greased greased up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so he's not dead yet, right? No. Oh, okay. I'd like to use a sacred flame for this. Oh my god! Okay. I'd I'd like to make him more miserable and burn up right there. Oh my <laughs> god! In the grease. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were a good cleric. <laughs> so flammable right now. I'm here, but <laughs> all right. So sacred flame is gonna—it's gonna cost one action to cast it. So basically, flame-like radiance descends on a creature that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take one d8 radiant damage. The target gains no benefit. Okay, so I'm gonna have to make a roll. If I roll higher than a 15, or if I roll a 15 or higher, which is what your spell save DC is, I will successfully avoid the damage. If I roll lower than that, I will take the damage. Let me make a roll for this poor this poor soldier. I'm going to say the soldier has a disadvantage because he's on the floor. He's prone. He's in grease. His dexterity is not very good right now because he's fucked up. He's under this tent. He's in he's in greased up. So he has a disadvantage. Oh, my God. I rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> so, so go ahead and roll me 1d8 damage. You should have Sacred Flame on your attack, Pio. I think I put it on there. Yes, uh, I do. Okay. So go ahead and roll the damage of your sacred flame. And oh my, so six points of damage. Now go ahead and roll it twice because I'm going to say that it's doing double damage because he is greased. So you're doing double damage. 12 points of damage. As you cast sacred flame, Benno and Rainy, Pio rushes up next to you and you see this cat cleric hold out their hands and this flame-like radiance just bursts from their hand. And as it does so, the poor guard or the soldier underneath the, the tarp that's in the grease, he begins to scream in pain. And the tarp, it is now on fire. And he's just like, ah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> he, he, is, he is, let's just say he's dead. He's, he's so dead. That soldier is gone. You hear his scream, <laughs> his suffering. And his scream soon halts in silence. And at that point, the guard that is next to him, that is under the tent as well, sees that that tarp is now on fire, and he is beginning to panic. He wants to get the fuck out of that tent. He's doing all he can. Pio, is there anything else you do? I don't know if you have any bonus action spells or anything like I, that. I do 
have a bonus. I need to look at myself. <laughs> My God, I thought Pio was supposed to be a good cleric. Pio's over here burning people. I like to stay with the meme. I'm a, I'm a healer, but this one's for Bobo. <laughs> this one's for Bobo, exactly. Thanks, <laughs> Bobo. I could cast Shield of Faith, which is a one bonus action. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could do that. Definitely, that's a good action to take. A good bonus action spell. I would guess. I guess I would cast that on Guess. Okay, so go ahead and click that so everyone can see what that does. So Shield of Faith, a shimmering field appears around Dez, and as it does so, Dez, you feel yourself being guarded by a magical shield. So Dez, your armor class is now plus two. So it's going to be harder for me to hit you, Dez, because Pio just buffed you with some defense. Feel so safe. Yes. Now it is she's <laughs> turn. She, what are you doing? First, can I move next to the cart here and then as a free action check what's in the cart? Oh, yes. By all means, you can. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looting everything. He's looting everything. You just went in the background looting. <laughs> just crushed some poor soldier's face in. <laughs> and you're just going around looting shit. <laughs> I, mean, might I well just take gave away most of moment. my supplies. I need to restock. <laughs> uh, you go and you search the cart. Go ahead and make me a skill check. I need you to make, go ahead and make an investigation check for me. A 14 is pretty good. That's a pretty high number. She, as you rush to that cart, you open up, you grab the tarp that's covering, you look into it. What you find inside the the cart, there are a bunch of apples and oranges uh, just stacked in that cart. There's also some bananas as well. So it's a bunch of fruit. Can I take some of them and throw them in my jar real quick? Yes, you by all means. You can grab at least two of each fruit. Bananas, okay. oranges, and apples. That is your free action. You still have an action and a bonus action. Are you going to make any attacks or anything? I would like to cast, what is it, Entanglement, I think it was called? Yes, you may. And I'd like to cast that. Let's see. <laughs> People are burning in goes to grab some fucking bananas. <laughs> so I'd like to cast Entanglement, I think, on... Yeah, because it has a range of 60, and then I think it said 20-foot radius. So I think that gets all of them. Yep, that's going to get them all. So we'll say, basically, this this whole area that I've squared up, you see roots and spiked-like vines burst from the wooden docks, and it begins to entangle uh, around the soldiers. And what happens is they're going to have to make some dexterity saves, I believe, more slipping and sliding. (laughs) And your spell save is a 14, as it shows at the bottom there. Oh, that's a three for one guard. Twelve for another. Oh my god, a seven for the other. Okay, so all three failed. So what you see is the two guards that are outside of the grease in the tent, the roots begin to grab at their legs. And what happens is they become basically stuck in difficult terrain. It's hard for them to move through. And they're now considered restrained. They cannot move at this point in time. The poor guy that is under the tent, that is now on fire, He begins to scream as these vines wrap around his body. He is now stuck under this burning tent. Ah! Ah! Get me out! Get me out of here! And he is screaming for his life. She, that was your action. Do you have any bonus actions or are you good? Uh, I just want to yell at the team. Let's move you dimwits. Go to the ship. (laughs) (laughs) All right, perfect. It is now the soldiers' turns. These poor soldiers, they didn't stand a chance against this team. My God. 
the the soldiers i have to make some more rolls because they're stuck still in the vines that's a seven that's another seven and that's a nine they all fail again so they're still stuck in the roots now the guy that is in the tarp that's now on fire i'm gonna make a roll a dexterity roll oh my god a one the guard is gonna take d6 of fire damage so i rolled a five so the guard under the tarp is now on fire he took five points of damage and you just hear him screaming still ah! benno it is now your turn the the guards are stuck this gives you the party the opportunity to get onto the ship and get the hell out of here unless you want to keep trying to go under there but you have to go through grease and entanglement on the on the ground now so you want to be careful as close to the ship as possible okay so sakoshi makes a beeline with konme to the ship all right so konme is still on sakoshi all right so i'm gonna move ben over to these barrels and I want to kick one of these barrels through the fire at the soldiers. Oh my goodness! Burn, baby, burn! Okay, so you kick the barrel. Uh, are you, which one are you kicking it toward? The one that's in the, under the tarp? Okay, the one that's near the tarp. Okay. Alright, you kick the barrel. It goes rolling towards the one that's stuck in the vines closest to you. And go ahead and make me an attack roll. Just click on one of your weapons, for example. We'll see if the barrel hits. You rolled an eight. What happens is you kick the barrel. It goes into the grease. And it kind of just slides all about. And it slides to the side. And it almost hits the soldier. It just does not hit with an eight, though. It was worth the shot. You can still move, though, Benno, if you want to move towards the ship. Or if you want to stay where you're at, it's up to you. Or if you want to cast a spell. I want to pick up the second barrel and carry it with me to the ship. You pick up the second barrel. It's somewhat heavy, but you're strong enough to pick it up. Being a big bear shifter, you pick it up with ease. And uh, you're not sure what's in it, but you have a barrel now. And you're able to make it to the ship. Imagine it's just a bunch of pickles. (laughs) (laughs) Benno, you and Sakoshi, your iron defender, you make it to that orc that was telling you to get on. And he has that trident in his hand. He looks at you, Benno. He's just like, get on board now. Now. We don't have much time. And at this point, Benno, I'm going to go ahead and say that you and Sakoshi are able to get onto the ship. Honmei is able to escape as well. The orc looks at the rest of you. Hurry up! The ship's about to set sail! Get on here! Dez, it is now your turn again. What are you doing? You are now transformed. You're looking like Radigan from fucking Great Mouse Detective. You've you just knocked a guy out. I stomp over with my big, big quads. Towards the, <laughs> <laughs> towards the orc so I can board the ship. Okay. As I, as I stomp over the, the dock shakes. <laughs> oh, the, so you're, you're trying to be intimidating. As, as you do so, go ahead and make me intimidation roll. A 12. Okay. So as you stomp towards the orc to get on the ship, you're still in your shifted form. The orc looks at you. He's intimidated. He sees the dock under you is being crushed as you're walking. And he begins to sweat on the side of his head. And he looks at you, Des, before you get onto the ship. He goes, oh, you're not going to hurt me, right? I'm trying to help you out. You're not here to kill me like those soldiers, are you? I saw you bash the fuck out of that one down there. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I I just want to board the ship. This is just... This will wear out soon. <laughs> oh, 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 so you, oh I, I know someone kind of like you. Uh, he goes by the Hulk. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm going to call you that from now on. Uh, you can get on the ship. Please, yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead and get on the ship. Dad, you're able to get onto the ship. 
Uh, Rainy, it is now your turn. What are you doing? Oh, man. I'm going to assume he's not going to let... Wait, is he let... Is the orc letting everyone on, or...? Yes. Uh, He wants... He's basically saying everyone get on to escape the soldiers, basically. Okay, I wasn't sure if orcs were uh, bad guys in D&D or not, because every fantasy game is like, orcs are bad. (laughs) Yeah, so in D&D, it just depends on the world you're in, so... A lot of D&D orcs are usually labeled bad guys. So in the podcast Taverns and Caverns, on the continent of Tearster, there's good orcs and there's bad orcs. But on a shy, in the continent of a shy, the orcs here are, for the most part, good. They have the, they're from the nation of Mazugro, and that is uh, ran by orcs. I mean, you, you'll you'll run into some evil orcs from time to time, just like you'll run into evil humans. But for the most part, orcs on Ashai are pretty good. Mm, okay. Is that sword from earlier just gone because I used it on the, the hammock? Your mage hand is still holding it. Oh, wait, where where is my mage hand? Your mage hand is still next to the tarp. So you can summon it to pull it closer to you. Does that use up a movement? That'd be that would be your uh your bonus action to, to basically tell the mage hand what to do. And then you oh, can okay. still you can still move and do an action with yourself. I wanted to use prestige. Pres- 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 I'm just going to call it prestige. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny. Don't Prestidigitation. <laughs> I wanted to use that at some point, but I still don't know what it's for. It does so many random little doohickeys. Yeah, so prestidigitation, it, it's basically a spell that's like a magical trick. It, it's nothing that's supposed to be like overpowering or anything, but like you can basically like. Uh, snuff out a candle or a torch with it. You can clean a pot with it. You can basically make something cold for a couple of seconds to up to a minute or an hour. You can change the color of a marking. So it's like little magical tricks to trick people. It's not necessarily used to, to harm people per se. Okay. Are, this, are there soldiers, the remaining soldiers, still like trying to kill us or are they just scared they're, shitless after they're scared, death? <laughs> they're scared shitless. They're, they're tied up in vines. One of them is in vines under a tarp that's on fire. They're just trying to they're trying to free themselves from the vines before that fire spreads to the, to them. They can't do you any harm right now. They're they're more worried about trying to escape. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are we getting exp in this game? Yeah, yeah. So how D and D works is the dungeon master. I will give you experience points based off of things that you do. So if you defeat enemies in combat you get experience points per enemy if you succeed in puzzles or let's just say you reach a specific part of the story that i want you to reach i'll give you experience points so you're always going to get experience points for mostly everything you do so that's how you level up in D. so right now everyone's level three so if you do enough i will level you all up and you all get to level four but right now i'm not going to tell you if you've leveled up or not based off the experiences that you're gaining oh okay so you're you're basically keeping track Yes, okay. I keep track of yes. it, yes. Okay. You said that this is a, a, a battle? Yes, but... you're, you're technically in combat right now. Or a massacre. <laughs> yeah, or a massacre, <laughs> but whatever you want to call it. Um, can we... Is, like, is a battle different from the one that we did back at the... The tavern? Like, can I still roleplay, or... Yes, just... oh yes, roleplay is meant for... Every single moment of D&D, you can still roleplay in battle. So the only difference between combat, being in combat, and being out of combat is once you're in combat, that's when the turn orders matter. Everyone gets a turn before you, know, you can do multiple things. 
when you're out of combat, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Whatever you want, whenever. So it's more about in combat, there's turns. In role-playing outside of combat, normally I'll let you guys do whatever you want. But if everyone wants to do something, I'll say, okay, we'll take turns. But that's basically the difference. You can still role-play. Oh, okay. By all means, role-playing is amazing in combat if you do it. You can, I, like, okay. <laughs> I like seeing what you do in combat, too. Okay. Um. Oh, does role-playing count as... Like a action point move, or can it I just, just? It just depends on what you do. So if you're role playing and you want to, like, you know, like pick up an item and and like move it somewhere while you're role playing, then it's going to count as an action and a mm. movement. But if you're just like saying stuff or you know making a, a motion at the soldiers while you're talking, or you can tell me I want to move here, but then like describe to me how you're moving there in role play, if that's what you want to do. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> idea. <laughs> I have a big idea. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. This is so okay. This is kind of hard for me to like imagine. I'm not good with the distance and numbers, but fine. I'm assuming I can't talk to the soldiers because I'm too far away. You can you can yell at them, but you're not going to have like a, a conversation unless they yell back at you. You'd have to get closer to have a a softer conversation, I would say. But you can yell at them from where you're at. Ah. Uh, how close would I have to be to, to have, like, regular a com- com- Like a regular conversation? I'd say within 10 to 5. Okay. Okay. I have idea. <laughs> I know the orc is probably going to be, like, annoyed with me, but <laughs> I think it's funny, so I'm going to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> do it. So I'm going to, like, my character has a smug look on his face and just, like, taunting the soldiers with this... This sneaky look, like, hey, I'll cut you a deal. I'll, I'll get you out of that mess. I'll put you out with my captain powers. <laughs> if you pay me, how much is your life worth right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's go. Amy. Let's go. <laughs> Gotta get popped no matter Guess how go. much gold it takes <laughs> to win your life right now. Save your life right now. The Okay, so. I'm offering you uh, a saving point for these guys. <laughs> The two that are in front of you, they can see you. The other one's under a tarp yelling for his life. He can't, he doesn't know you're there. The other two, though, they, they look at you and they look at each other and they see what's going on. And one of the soldiers just goes, I, I have five gold on me. I'll give you five gold. Just get me out of here. I promise I won't attack you. Please just let me live. And the other soldier looks, I have three gold on me and I have a sandwich. I'll give you a sandwich and three gold. <laughs> okay. Uh, what does the other guy have? I know he's burning to death right now, but what does he have? <laughs> as, as, the t- as the two the two hear you, they look at each other and then they look over their shoulders at the poor soldier that's under. He he doesn't say anything. All you hear is, ah, ah, get me out of here, mommy. And he's just screaming. The, the two of them shrug. Uh, uh, we don't know. Maybe he has two gold on him. I don't know. <laughs> that's like an awful, uh, lawful evil captain to me. <laughs> All right, I have a sneaking suspicion that <laughs> both of you are bullshitting me, so pay me up front right now. Throw your gold on the ground right now in front of me. And a sandwich. So, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make you... Usually, I would make you roll for this. However, the two soldiers, they're definitely over... It's This is over their pay grade. They don't want to die. So, the one throws five gold onto the ground. The other throws the two gold and his lunch, which is a sandwich. It is a ham and cheese sandwich. 
<laughs> disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm not saying I'm not gonna take it, but I'll take it. Also, uh, you said you had three gold. Where's the other one? You gave me two gold. Uh, did I say oh, three? Like... I thought I only had two. Uh, he, he's digging his pockets. Uh, oh, here, here, here. Take it. Uh, here. He gives you another gold. Yeah. So I have. What was it? I have like eight gold now. Yes. And the sandwich. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, uh, how many... Do I still have movement on me? No, you can't move anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that would be um, your that would be your turn, basically. Uh, unless okay. unless you attack one of them with your whip. You, you, can re- you can reach them with your whip. You can't reach them with your dagger. Okay, which one was the one with, with the three gold? The three gold? It was gold? this guy, right? Yes, yes. Alright, alright. I'm gonna... I'm a little, I'm a little peeved. Just a little. Just a tiny bit. Because <laughs> he held back that one gold. <laughs> Do not ever lie to the captain. Um, but before I free you, uh, I'm going to whip you. <laughs> oh As my punishment. God. Oh my Because <laughs> you held back the one gold I asked for. That was not part of the deal you held back so oh my God. I don't I care if you take me <laughs> I'm a okay so go ahead and click on your whip to roll the dice Okay. you should just say there it is okay you rolled uh, a 10 so that's gonna hit you have advantage because he is tied up by the vines so, you, <laughs> so because you have advantage you don't use the 10 you'll use that 13 instead because that's higher that's gonna hit so under the 13 and the 10 where it says whip highlight that and click on it to roll your damage. Eight points of Eight. damage. That's maximum damage. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is oh, he gonna die? No, that's that's almost. That's almost maximum. I'm sorry. That's not max. That's almost max. You whip this poor soldier so hard. What happens <laughs> is your whip flies and you hit him directly in the neck. Your whip wraps around his neck, and as it smacks him in the side of the face, he spits out some blood, and you almost break his neck. He he falls unconscious. He's not dead, but he's unconscious. <laughs> the other, the other, guy, the other guy looks at Scared you and looks, he goes, what are you doing? I, I thought you were going to free us. Well, first of all, I am the captain of this great crew. And you have made the biggest mistake of holding back riches from me. It wasn't me that held it back. It was him. Well, you're friends with him, aren't you? I don't you're know responsible. this guy. I'm not his <laughs> friend. I just, we just work, we're co-workers. I, I'm not his friend. Oh my God. <laughs> Please do not whip me too. Please get me out of here. I don't want to die. You got my gold? No, <laughs> I gave you everything that I had. <laughs> so how do I know you're not going to follow us onto the ship, huh? Uh, you think I'm going to try to follow you by myself? You just <laughs> killed my, all my, all my co-workers here. I'm, I am. Shitting my pants right now. Here's the thing. If you would have called him your friend, I would have believed you. But I'm starting to suspect you're a fucking snitch. You just sold out your friend. So I'm, I'm under the impression that you're going to sell all of us out to your, your army captain back there. So I think uh, I'm going to leave you there. <laughs> okay, so he looks at you. He's like, no, no, please. No, not like this. Please, I beg you. And at this point, he, he's, he's trying to break out of the vine still. 
So you turn his, you turn your back to him, Rainy. My God, I promise I'll never piss Rainy off. I'm scared now. Says, uh, <laughs> uh, says she. <laughs> Be a good person. Don't lie. <laughs> and pay what you say you are gonna pay. All right. Fair. <laughs> okay. So I'm uh, an equal equal opportunist. <laughs> as as uh, <laughs> as Rainy does this crazy act of craziness. Pio, you being a good cleric that just burns someone alive. Uh, what are you doing, Pio? It's your turn. I have two options. I could either take out the other guy potentially in more flames, you know, or I could just go to the orc. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll take the... <laughs> I mean, technically, you could do both. You can attack with your, your cantrip and then make a movement. You're right. I can. So you can walk away with style. Exactly. I gotta skip off to the orc all happy. <laughs> so we're saying, so we're saying that guy on fire then. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. I, I mean, the one, the one that, uh, gave Rainy the two gold, he's knocked out. He, he's, that fire's gonna reach him within, within minutes. Yeah, and the other world too. For that other guy over there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are we are we sure we're we're playing a good campaign? I feel like we're all evil here. Sorry. <laughs> I guess we're yeah, pirates. You expected chaos. Uh, yeah, you did say you wanted a pirate campaign. That's what we're going to be leading into. So I mean, by all means, play your characters however you want to play. Them. <laughs> pirates, not <sacred> people. <laughs> oh, he's definitely in range for that sacred flame. <laughs> oh yeah, he, yeah, he, he's definitely. in range. So you're gonna cast sacred flame on this poor soul. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Pio casts another sacred flame. I have to make a roll to see if I can avoid it. This guy is going to have disadvantage because the sacred flame is a dexterity based saving throw and he's tied up. So his dexterity is, is at a disadvantage because he's tied up. I rolled, okay, I rolled a 13. That's not high enough. I need a 15. Let me, uh, roll a second number because he has a disadvantage. The second number was a 16. But because he's disadvantaged, I have to use the 13. Let's go. So, so he's gonna de- you're gonna deal damage. So go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, which is yes, the D8 radiant damage. For okay, so that poor soldier who's tied up, he's gonna take three points of radiant damage. However, because he's wrapped up in vines, the radiant burst is hot enough to turn the vines start a flame. The vines are now on fire that this guy is being held by, and he's going to take additional damage. I'm going to roll some damage. He takes an additional four points of damage of fire damage. So for a total of seven points of damage, he is now burning while stuck in these vines. He is screaming in pain. He's not dead yet, but he is hurt. I could just walk up to the orc. Okay, you walk up to the orc, and as you do so, the orc looks at you. He's sweating. He is seeing what this party is doing. He's he's kind of worried about letting you all on his ship. <laughs> he, he's he's kind of scared of you all right now. He looks at you. Oh, on board. Uh, uh, he he sides. He steps to the side. He does not want to touch you, Pio. He he wants nothing I, to do with you. I'll probably his shoulder. I'll just skip out past or like it's okay. We took it all down. We're good. We're good. We got this. All right, Pio. You're able to get on board at this point. She it's now your turn again. What are you doing, buddy? All right. First, I'm gonna shout to Captain. Oh, for the love of every Omnikami, why don't you make it to the ship? Now's not the time for gold. And then I run to the ship. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's time for gold. <laughs> and the sandwich. 
sandwich. All right, so you run to the ship. The orc looks at you. He's just like, all right, get on board. And uh, he lets you on board as well. She, you're able to make it to the boat. It's the soldiers' turns. I have to make some rolls. They all have a disadvantage. That's a fail. The second one is another fail. Oh my god. They all fail. So they're still trapped. One's going to take fire damage. That's in the tent. Six points of fire damage. The guy that is screaming under that tent, all of a sudden, the smoke begins to suffocate him. He's still tied up by the vines. And the burning fire, it begins to melt his armor. And as his screaming continues, it all of a sudden stops. It comes to a halt. And if you guys are looking at the tent where you see these this figure kind of trying to break out, it just drops to the ground. That soldier is dead. The other soldier that is on fire is going to take some damage as well. And he takes four points of fire damage. If we remember, Pio did radiant damage to him and fire damage prior to this. So all that damage combined, he's still tied up in fire. He burns to death. His armor begins to melt. And he just, oh, oh, not like this. I gave you my gold, Captain. And as he says that, he drops to the ground burning. And he is now gone. Now, the only one left is the guy that is whipped he's unconscious and he's still tied up the fire is slowly creeping towards him we're just gonna go ahead and say everyone's on the ship the only one that's not on the ship is rainy so let's go ahead and just say rainy at this point in time you see everyone's on the ship the orc is like hurry up get on board we're gonna leave you and he begins to get onto the ship and the ship begins to move <laughs> are, are you are you running towards the ship rainy to get on can i still roll play <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want. I was going to say I'm passing Benno and Dez's turn to get to you just because you're the only one that's not on the ship. The next Hi. scene takes place on the ship. So uh, whatever you want to do. I mean, if you don't get to the ship this round, they're going to leave you behind. Okay, I just wanted to leave behind a note on their, on the soldier corpses. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, what what note are you leaving? Do not follow the captain. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a threatening, <laughs> passive-aggressive note. Don't follow me. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're going to find the body. <laughs> this is true. So I, I just scratched... on fire? No, no, I scratched like, <laughs> a fire. note. I scratched a note into the floorboards with my, my claw nail. <laughs> Don't follow the captain. <laughs> okay. So as you do so, there's no one there to really witness what you're doing. Everyone's dead other than the one that's unconscious that's still tied up by the vines, so no one really sees you do this. But you leave your yeah. mark. You leave your mark. Someone's <laughs> gonna find this. Yes. Just, uh, just a passive-aggressive threatening yes. note. Should so I we'll, move? Yeah, it? so we'll say you don't have to count your movement. I'm just gonna say you're able to make it to the boat. You you run okay. towards the boat. The boat's I already beginning boat. to set sail, and you make a jump towards the boat, trying to get on before it's leaving you behind. And you're able to jump onto it before it gets there. The orc grabs your hand and pulls you onto board onto the ship. And he looks at the at the party and he's sweating. He, he and he he just uh nods at everyone. Ah uh, uh, pleasure to meet you. My name is Turaco Winsir. This is my ship here. Uh, let's get the hell out of here before we have a conversation. One give me a couple minutes and he rushes to the steering wheel of the boat and you can see he puts his hands onto the wheel and the sails begin to open as the wind kicks up and the ship quickly begins to set sail. You are now sailing away from the port town of Doran, 
leaving everything that if you're from there, leaving everything that you knew behind. Party, you were alone with Konne, the orc named Turako, and there's a couple of other orcs that are part of the crew of the ship. But you can see as you're looking around, all the other orcs that are working as crewmates, they are injured in some way, shape, or form. It seems like these this crew were attacked by the soldiers and they were able to fend themselves off, but they're all injured and they're pretty hurt. The only one that's not really injured all that much is Turako. He seems to be the captain of the ship, um, but you're able to escape. And as you do so, about 20 minutes go by. You find yourselves off the coast of Doran uh, and uh, the con- or the, the nation of Aloria, and you feel this breeze kicking into your faces. It's now probably about 10:30 at night. A couple of hours have gone by since the start of everything happening. The moon is out. It's bright out thanks to the moon. You can see the clear sky and the stars above you. The sounds of yelling and fighting has now left. You are now in the middle of the ocean away from Aloria. And at this point, the orc, Turako, he he has his trident. He just puts it down after taking hold of the steering wheel. And eventually he looks at all of you. And he just goes, Dear adventurers or, or civilians, townspeople of Doran, again, my name is Turako Winsir. I am from Aloria myself. Originally, I was born in the nation of Mazugr, but Doran was my home. I am a simple fisherman here with my crew. It's a shame of what happened down there. Those damn cold Darians, how dare they attack our homes? I'm just happy we were able to escape. Are any of you hurt? And he looks at the group, asking every single one of you if any of you are hurt. Um, we'll go around, and we're going to explain what everyone's doing at this point. Des, uh, what are you doing? I am in the back, on the poop deck, because that's where I'm most comfortable at. And I'm just collecting all my thoughts. And I reply back to the orc that I am safe. And he looks over at Pio. Ha! Oh, I know you're safe after seeing you cast that fire! You're not hurt, are you? I doubt you are. Did my character respond? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's up to you if you want to respond yeah, to the, uh, the orc. I am indeed not hurt whatsoever. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I'll go kill up other people out there. The members on the crew. Um, while we're passing through, try and buy, I'll go on healing. Actually, do cleric work and heal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to go around healing if, if people need it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kome, his ribs are broke. He's sitting down on the on the, the deck now. He's he's panting. He, he, his back is up against one of the, the wall or the barrels. He's just, oh, oh my, my bones are broken. I wish I was young again. But thank you, everyone, for, for allowing me to escape this old man. I wish I was young. I would help you all fight. I have to say, Dez, I've never seen you do an attack like that in my life. You motherfuckers are dangerous. Never allow me to piss you any of you off in, in the rest of my time. I'm going to have to be honest with you, sir. Sometimes I don't do my job and I just like to dance in the back. That's why I've learned to do so many acrobatics and martial arts. Oh, well, you certainly know a thing about the acrobatics. I'm never going to piss you off again, Dez. Oh, my poor tavern. Uh, Now in the hands of those damn Koltarians, what am I going to do now? And as he's talking with Dez and and Pio, Turako, he he walks over towards Benno and Rainy. And he looks at Benno, the the bear shifter. 
How about you? How are you feeling there, Shifter? Are you all right? I'm pretty good. Didn't get a single scratch. Just trying to break my way into this barrel. Oh, uh, yeah, you brought a barrel. <laughs> I, I, I did see you grab that barrel. Uh, I don't know what's in it. Uh, definitely some goods from a merchant or some kind. Uh, you know, whatever's in that barrel, it's all yours. I'm not going to request anything. You earned that thing. And he looks over at Rainy, who seems to be nearby as well. And what about you? You, you, my friend. Oh, my God. You. I saw what you did back there. Look, listen. I'm not here to pick a fight with anyone. I don't want any trouble. I was just trying to help out. What you did back there, I won't tell anyone. Those damn Kuldarians are evil son of a bitches anyways. I could care less what happens to them. They should not have attacked us. They deserve that. But, uh... Please don't do any of that on my on my ship, please. Oh, I don't know who these Koldor, ko- koala berry and koala <laughs> berries are, but you know, I'm I'm not I'm I'm a generous soul. I'm not out here to murder people. I don't do that's not my pastime. Just you know, don't lie to me, cause I've been around. I know I know a sneaky snitch and a sneaky sneaky person when I see one. I don't like to be shortchanged ever. So oh. as long as you give me equal treatment, I will treat you equally right back. You oh, know? well, you definitely will get that from me. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Any of that I crazy just... <laughs> stuff around you. No, sir. <laughs> I just wish they didn't give me a cheese sandwich. God damn, I hate cheese. <laughs> <laughs> as you're talking with, with him she you're kind of off to the side by yourself you're closer to Konma and Pio but it seems like you're kind of sticking to yourself what are you doing at this point she I'm busy looting the barrel right there oh and my she, she will just kind of wave his hand in the air and mumble yes safe over here don't worry about me no wonder your fucking right. jar is so big on your back <laughs> Also, it's okay if she loots barrels and objects, but it's wrong if I loot people. Well, well, here's the (laughs) thing. It's wrong if you extort people when they're already down. It's making a fair deal. They could take it or not. My God. I think Rainy's going to be the villain of this campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. um, I am technically being fair. So... Really quick, she the, the barrel that you're rummaging through, this is actually not a barrel you brought from the docks. This is actually a barrel that's on Turaco's ship. So you're now technically rummaging through his his goods. You're not trying to be sneaky about it, are you? Or are you kind of just doing it out in the open? I'm just kind of doing it out in the open, seeing what he has there. I'm going to make a roll while Turaco is talking with everyone. He, he Well, he sees what you're doing. He's going to walk up to you. He raises his hand. Oh, wait, wait, wait up there, lizard folk. What are you doing? Those are my goods. That's that's my my crew's goods. What are you doing? I'm interested in what you have. Well, that's fine and all. It's it's a bunch of fish. We're fishermen. But look, that's 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 our our work, our hard-earned work right there. Don't steal any of that, please. I just saved hey, your life. How much for this one? I'll pull one out of the barrel there. Pull out uh basically some fish. Uh once you pull out it's about a 10-pounder and as you pull it out, he looks at you. Oh, that one's about 10 pounds, I already can tell. Uh, that's going to cost you about two gold. Deal, it's mine now. And I'll uh, pass him the gold and add that to my jar. All right, all right. I know I'm pretty damn tired. I wasn't expecting that attack. But my crewmates and I, we were attacked by those damn Kodarian soldiers. But we were able to, to break away. As you can see, a lot of our, 
my my friends here are hurt. So we're going to go down below and get some rest. I'm assuming a lot of need the rest as well. Why don't you join me? We're safe here on the waters. There's an island not too far from here. We don't have enough supplies to make it to the nation of Shimada. We'd be safe there, but we don't have enough supplies. We're going to have to stop somewhere nearby. Um, not too far from here, there is the Iwatsuni Isles. There's an island there called uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Togami Island. We're going to stop there first to restock on supplies. And then my crew and I, we're going to set sail to Shimada. And hopefully we, we can be safe there. I'm sure that the people of Shimada will keep us safe. They're enemies of Koldar. And uh, if you all want to come with us to Shimada, that's up to you. But Or you can uh, make ways or separate paths once we reach Togami Island. That's totally up to you guys. But I'm going down below uh, to get some rest. We're safe here. The Kodarians should not be able to reach us from where we're at. I don't know of many Kodarians on ships or on boat right now in this area. So we should have a clean shot to Togomi Islands. We should be safe. So if you want to rest up, please follow me. He's going to head down below deck. What you do see once you go below the decks, there is a kitchen to the east side of the map, to the back side of the boat. Underneath, there is the kitchen area with some goods, some food, some alcohol. In the center area of the ship, you're going to find a couple of tables. Uh, this is where the crewmates will eat their food, play poker, play card games. There's a bunch of hammocks that you can rest in, a bunch of barrels and crates full of goods and whatnot, supplies. And then to the room on the front of the boat, there is an office. Turako would uh, spend most of his time writing notes and things like that for the crew. But as all of you go down below, you can feel the sense of a peace begins to fill the room. You don't hear any more of the combat that was going on. Kone, he's this old man. He's going to go and lay in a hammock and he's going to look at Pio. Ah, uh, thank you, kind cleric, for helping me out. I really appreciate it, son. And he, he sits down in the hammock to get some rest. This old man is going to have a bit of shut eye. I could use a nap right about now. And he lays in the hammock, and he's instantly out. He's snoring. He's he's asleep. The old man's getting some rest. Turako, on the other hand, he's going to go to one of the tables. He sits down, and he looks at you. Please, everyone make yourselves at home. We might as well introduce one another. I, I've never met any, any one of you before. Are you all friends? He kind of just says it to anyone to reply. I wanted to speak to Captain. Okay, this would be the perfect time. Okay. As I heard that Captain... Uh, had a piece of cheese sandwich. My ears, <laughs> my ears perked up, and I look towards his way, and then I see that the fami- that face has been so familiar that I have didn't even realize that that was an old time friend. And um, I don't know if Captain's on the um hammock or not, but uh, as I yeah, walk just towards, be on the <laughs> okay, as I walk towards the Captain. I put my hands on his shoulders and I grab him and I shake shake his shoulders and the whole hammock also swings. Captain, do you remember me? Oh my goodness, it's been so long. I didn't even notice that you were here. <laughs> the captain was he was a little bit deep in thought because he still he still has his own uh troubles. He's just kind of he's relieved but also still kind of in a like a a daydream almost like he's kind of spaced out because one he he did not manage to find what he currently thinks of as suckers basically 
who is who are basically there to uh, help him, whether they want to or not. And then he's startled, completely startled by just shaking all of a sudden <laughs> and falls off the hammock <laughs> and lands on his lands on his I don't know butt bone. I forgot what this tailbone. <laughs> He's a little annoyed, and he starts to speak up, kind of annoyed, like, "Who the hell are you again?" <laughs> you don't remember me? Your name wasn't even Captain before. It was Rainy. It's been uh, what four years? As I jump towards the uh, floor from the hammock. Oh my god! I slap my I slap my hand on Dez's mouth, like completely, and suddenly when she's uttering my. My real name, and I don't. Oh my god, fucking! I remember you, loud mouth. <laughs> I I whispered to her like, don't don't say I am the captain now. I am captain now. <laughs> my god, how can I forget your face and your loud mouth? This. <laughs> to see you again. Oh my god, I wish I could say it's a good. If good time to meet you again, but oh my god, it's been <laughs> it's been hell of a day. I've I've been hit with so much crap news left and right, and now I'm on the run again. Really quick, oh while the yeah. two of while the two of you are having your discussion, Pio and she, the two of you are actually residents of Aloria, and both of you are from the coast as well. Pio. You do begin to remember many, many times you have heard and seen uh, she shop along the coast. You are not friends with she by any means. However, she looks somewhat uh, familiar to you. Uh, you begin to remember that she does own a shop and she occasionally would make an appearance in the town of Doran. Now, you might not be friends. But you do begin to remember that you do remember seeing she from time to time. So I just want to throw that out there because the two of you are from Aloria on the coastal areas. So you you might have a thing or a thing to say between the two of you. I'll leave that up to you. But seeing how Dez and Rainy are having a conversation, Pio uh, and she, that is up to you, depending on what you want to do. The both of you, if you want to acknowledge that you've known each other at some point, that's Completely up to you. I just want to throw that out there. Benno, you seem to be kind of away from everyone. You're in the kitchen, away from everyone else. What are you doing in the kitchen right now while everyone's having a conversation? I'm just checking on the provisions and seeing if they still have a, a cook on board because they seem a bit short-handed. So at this point in time, one of the crewmates that's not on the map, the crewmate is sitting down on the floor uh, next to the, the stove there with a bunch of baskets filled with the provisions. He looks at you. You can see that this guy is hurt. He's bleeding from his side, but he, he's wrapped up his wounds and he's looking up at you. Uh, Shifter, if you're looking for food, we have plenty of it. That's uh, just, uh, I'm the cook around here, but as you can see, I've been hurt. If you're hungry, please make yourself at home. We have plenty of supplies to, to, to reach Togami Island in terms of food. Uh, forgive me, I'm not going to be cooking anytime soon. I'm pretty hurt right now. All right, I'll take over your cooking duties until we reach the island. He looks at you. So he goes, to help out when we're freeloading off of Oh, you're such a kind soul. Thank you, my dear lad. What is your name? 
Benno, you say? Interesting. I have never met anyone named Benno before, but thank you so much for offering to help. I don't know if you really care. You may call me Cog. My name is Cog, the chef. As you're talking with Cog, the chef, uh, she and, and Pio, do either one of you do anything? The, the half or, or the half orc, the orc, he's looking at the two of you now because the other two are talking. Rainy and Des seem to be talking. Uh, Benno's in the kitchen. Kolme is asleep. The orc looks at the two of you now. Uh, what about the two of you? It seems like those two know each other. What's your stories? And he, he speaks up to both Pio and she. The acquaintances back in the good old town before, you know, things happen, but we've seen each other. At least I've seen she with the she shells. I sell, I sell shells and ointments. What more do you want? I've seen uh, Pio around occasionally. Pio often plays with fire, and, you know, I have... Uh, I have my cures. Ah, so you are acquaintances. <laughs> this is this is definitely a merry old band. This group is definitely interesting. I've never seen a group like like all of you before taking down Kodarian soldiers like that. I hope you know by doing so you put a a target on your backs. No one attacks Kodarian soldiers and and lives to get away with it. You're probably going to become wanted by the Kodarian Empire starting today. I just have to warn you now. I'm still talking with she and Pio at this time. As he's talking with the two of you, Rainy, you have an item that you described to me in your background. Uh, you called it the Devil's Dowry. And this this artifact or item that your character holds, is it is this artifact like uh, around your neck? Do you have it in your pocket? Or where is it on your body at this point in time? Uh, so my character, uh, I sent you the character concept sheet. Yes, I it. saw that. It's, yeah. Yeah. So the yellow part of his torso fur kind of opens up like a coat, basically. And it has like an inner coat pocket, like how kangaroos have their flesh fur pocket. Yes. He basically keeps his uh, locket in there. Okay. Okay. So it is a locket that's kept away in there. Okay. Uh, Rainy, when you're speaking with Des going over this, you explained to us that you were somewhat out of it and dazed. However, as you're speaking with Des, you're able to talk with Des for a couple of moments, but you begin to feel a little bit of a, a shaking from that locket, and you feel your body rumbling slightly because of its rumble. Uh, are you taking it out to see what's happening, or what are you doing? I'm a little, I'm a little confused about it. So I, I make an attempt to kind of play it off as nothing's happening. But, okay. Uh, I go I go to the orc. Wait, I think the orc is actually sleeping, isn't he? Or is oh, he still? Yeah. He, he's oh, he's he's up he's up and talking with uh, she and Pio. So I, I'll move him over here. He's close to okay. she and Pio. He's talking with the two of them. Okay. I I tell this like, ah, oh, could you excuse me a moment? I think I need to take a massive shit. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Some random, some random thing, some outburst out of panic because he doesn't know what's going on. So he scampers over to the orc and just baps him on the back of the head. Like, where's the bathroom? Ah, it's uh, bathroom is in the front of the ship, just past the doors over there to the left. Uh, you don't have to hit me on the head. <laughs> By golly! And really quick, I don't. 
I don't apologize. <laughs> I just man, went. Rainy is rude. <laughs> <laughs> Rainy got his. What do you just expect? He's on the run. So Rainy, really quick. Oh, I'm sorry, Des. Rainy just you know kind of makes an exit really quickly. You, it kind of takes you off guard a bit. You definitely pick up on some of the the vibes from Rainy. And you can tell that Rainy is somewhat nervous or, or somewhat worried about something or, or confused. But before Rainy is able to leave you because you're talking to him, make me a perception check, Des, for a hot moment. I want to see if your character spots this. All right, a 14. That's really good. So before Rainy leaves your presence, Des, in a hurry, uh, you notice as soon as that shaking begins to happen on Rainy's body, you don't notice the shaking from whatever is within his his belongings. However, with your perception, you're able to see, Des, a small red aura glowing from wherever the area is that Rainy was holding this locket. You don't know what the locket is. You don't know if there is a locket. You just see a red glow on Rainy's body. It's only you that sees the slight red glow, though. You're not sure what it is. But I just want you to know your character sees that before Rainy rushes off, just so your character has that in mind. Rainy, as you rush off, do you slam that door behind you away from everyone else? Yeah, I slam the door behind me and I'm just kind of panting and trying to figure out what, what the rumbling was. Okay, so before I get to you, Rainy, Des, what do you do? You see Rainy rush off. The orc Turako is talking with she and Pio. Tsukoshi, the steel defender, the, the pet of Benno is kind of just lying there next to Konme. Konme is asleep. Benno is nowhere to be seen. He's in the kitchen somewhere. Uh, at this point, Des, do you feel somewhat like rejected with Rainy just <laughs> rushing away from you after you're trying to like say, hey, it's been so long. H- how does Des feel? My eyes widen and my eyebrows, ra- my, one of my eyebrows raise as I put one of my paws on my chin. And I think, wait, we were just in a tavern and I didn't see. Uh, I didn't I didn't serve any food that day and Benno's still cooking. How can he how can he have shits right now? We really don't have any food. And I run after I run after Captain and I see that the door is slammed closed. Okay. With the door being slammed closed, it, there's no lock on it. So you can open the door. Do you rush in there while uh Rainy is kind of like trying to figure out what's going on? I Jingle the uh, jingle jingle. <laughs> I, <laughs> I shake the doorknob and I bang on the the door as if it was locked. And I'm like, Captain, I know you're lying to me. I would barge in there right now, but I don't know if you're actually taking a shit. <laughs> can I can I use a cat cat other than that cat can cantrip? Yes. What are you trying before to do? Before she, before she, oh my god, before Des manages to open the door, because yes. I a hundred percent know she can open the door with like her foot if she wanted to. <laughs> but uh, I scream back, uh, "I'm not lying!" And if you come in here, I'm going to destroy your nose. I'm gonna cast my can uh, can trip press Digimon. Perfect. Uh, yes, you can cast that. You create an odor or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna make the the stinkiest shit smell. Okay. <laughs> just just push that smell under the door. Oh wow. Okay. Or the crevice. I don't know. So you you cast your precipitation. You create this foul odor. 
Des, as you're jiggling the door, the, the handle, this odor slowly begins to, you know, swift up under the door, and you sniff this horrifying, disgusting smell. What do you do? I hear a loud reverb fart as I hold my nose <laughs> and I look away, and then I kick the door down while looking away and closing my eyes just in case the odor can get into them. As you're doing this, Des, she and Pio, you I don't know what the two of you are doing. You guys probably think these two are nuts. Pio, <laughs> they're behind you at this point. What, what are you doing, Pio? She, she seems to have walked away to another barrel. But Pio, what do you think of I, what's going on? I'm kind of concerned. Like, one of them starts running away. Like, I, I got a shit. The other person runs after. You hear a loud bang. So something has to be going on. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, they just, you know, reunited. Maybe they're having some friendship issues. I, I don't know if I should go with Tara. May I just <laughs> leave them be? And hey, if, you know, if one of them comes running out, bleeding, I'll, I'll right. take care of it. <laughs> Turaco Winsir, the orc that you're, you're sitting next to, he looks at you. He just goes, by the gods, you're all a bunch of weirdos. But you know what? <laughs> I, I, I'll take it. You're better than the damn Kuldarian. What was your name again? Uh, Pio, was it? Yeah, Pio. Uh, Pio's it. Well, Pio, it is good to meet you. You seem to be the most, uh, I don't know, how do I say this? Normal one out of the group. Maybe even the bear. He, he seems to be normal, too. Everyone else is a little odd. Uh, I, I, think, I think the bear, maybe. Made, made a bear more <laughs> normal than I am. Uh, well, that's true. You did set some soldiers on fire. Uh, you're dangerous. But in terms of personality, you're not screaming, you're not running around, you're not digging through my goods. And he, he points over at she, like that guy over there. Uh, She's busy digging through the other barrel. <laughs> I mean, at least she paid. I mean, yes, I mean, that's true, but kind of Ruth just dig through everyone's belongings, don't you think? She does what she wants. I guess that's true. He looks over his shoulder, she! Whatever you do, whatever you find, if you go try and keep it, you have to pay for it. Huh? Yeah, whatever you got, Captain. Waves my arm again. <laughs> <laughs> my God, this group is chaos. <laughs> we promised chaos. You did. <laughs> At this point, Benno, I don't want to leave you by yourself. Uh, what are you doing in the kitchen? It was for everyone, but I've avoided carrying it in there with that smell seeping in. <laughs> 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 the, the let's say the smell lasts for up to it can last for up to basically we'll just say an hour depending on how long oh my god the last that's up to you up to an hour anywhere an hour below but Benno it seems like you you've cooked some food or you're making some food is that what you said yeah okay so you've made some food based off what you have you're able to make a decent meal with all the provisions that are already there um. At this point, you can bring it out to the the main area for everyone if that's what you want to do. That's okay. to kind of go okay. away. I'm just gonna call them into the kitchen to eat. Nobody wants to eat in that stench. <laughs> okay. So you all hear Benno. He yells out and calls out for everybody that food is ready. Turaco, the orc, he looks over his shoulder. Oh, food? Now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, let's get some food, guys. I'm starving after that combat we just had. Turaco, he gets up. Come on, guys, let's get some food on the house. 
and he he's gonna walk to the kitchen. Kyo, she, what are the two of you doing? Hungry for free food, I'll close the barrel and walk into the kitchen. <laughs> okay. On the house? That's exactly my price. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and and Pio, do you walk into the kitchen? I'll I'll hesitantly open the door looking back back out the noise and where the smell is coming. Cause I, you know, both of them are there. Like, how are y'all handling that? But I, I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave them being this head. I'll just walk into the kitchen. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, they're okay. fine, I guess. Perfect. So all of you, other than Dez and Rainy, they're slow behind because they're in the other room. Benno has prepared some delicious food. Turaco, he, him with Cog. They begin to dig in. The food is delicious. Meanwhile, Rainy and Dez. Dez, did you kick the door down or are you kind of just staying away? Yeah, I kicked the door down. Uh, can I continue the... Or do you... Do you... What, yeah, continue. Would, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. Kick the door down. Continue. Leave <laughs> me hanging off this cliffhanger. <laughs> kick the door down and I roll towards Captain or Rainy. And I grab him by the scarf. You show me what that red aura was now. I want to know. Oh, being nosy. Okay. <laughs> what, what does Rainy do in return to this action Des just did? Oh my god. Well, I know I know for a fact Des is uh, way more stronger physically speaking. So I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little shook, shooketh. So I raise my my hands up uh, on the sides, to the sides of my face, trying to look as least threatening as possible. Okay. And so I'm like, whoa, slow down there, buggeroo. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, I, I did lie about about the, the, the stink. Okay, you caught me. I'll, I'll own up to that. I'll take that L. <laughs> I don't... I don't notice that the red demonic aura coming from uh, the stone is anything evil. I just look in disappointment and say, it's been four years and you've been looking at that rock and talking to that thing rather than me. (laughs) I feel so bad. (laughs) It's not like that. It's just I would tell you if I could. It's just, you know, if I can't tell you, I can't tell you because, well, I don't know either. All right. While, while the two of you are talking, I need, uh, Rainy, make me a wisdom saving throw. So on your character sheet at the top left, where it has the saving throws, click on wisdom for me, Rainy. Because while the two of you are talking, this locket is still glowing red and it begins to vibrate and shine on and off. So I need to see if you can hear this, Rainy. Oh my god, why do you do this? Wisdom is my, my second worst. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll do it. I'm not scared of you. So wisdom saving throw. 18 is really good, actually. Nice. <laughs> All right. So what is going to happen? So you succeeded in your wisdom saving throw. So what this means is you're going to hear what I'm about to say, your character is, but your character is not scared. 
if you had failed, your character would have become frightened by what's about to happen. So as you're speaking with Dez, the two of you are having this conversation, the locket continues to glow red. It begins to flash violently, actually, and it begins to vibrate even more up against your body, Rainy. And as it does so, you in your mind, you see this quick flash, this, this, this glimpse in your head. And what you see is this large silhouette standing along this altar. All around you, there is fire and smoke. And as you see this silhouette, you hear a voice speak up to you, and it steps closer to you. Rainy. <laughs> I see you have killed and provided souls just for me. Continue down this path, and I, Sezamir, will provide you with all the power that you could want in the world. Do not fail me. <laughs> and as you hear this voice speak to you, this giant silhouette, it stands two times your size. It towers over you, Rainy. But you cannot see what this figure looks like. You only hear this voice. And you have this fire all around you. And as it says so and begins to laugh, this silhouette vanishes. And all of a sudden, you're no longer hearing this voice called Sesamir. You are now seeing Des again, who is talking to you and like yelling at you. You're now kind of in this daze again. But you're not frightened. If you had failed that wisdom saving throw, you have been, would have been frightened by this vision. But uh, you're now back in, in the real world, and that locket stops shaking. It stops glowing at this point, and Des is still yelling at you to get your attention. Wait, so Des didn't hear or see any of No, it. just you. I was just zoning out. <laughs> yeah, basically. You, you, you see and hear this, but Des does not know what just happened. Okay, so that was just all in my in my view. Yeah, in your in your mind, in your head. Yeah, in my head. Okay. Uh, what is that saying? <laughs> just just yelling. I'm yes. I'm throwing I'm I'm as I grabbed onto your scarf, I'm starting to throw throw punches at your face. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> while you're zoned out. And I'm like, why won't you respond? <laughs> Are you actually trying to are you actually trying to hit Rainy Des? Yes. Oh okay. Des, make me an attack. Make oh me an unarmed an unarmed strike. <laughs> click, I'm unarmed, gonna die. click an unarmed strike with an advantage. Because Des, my scrawny neck, I'm gonna because, get my uh, neck snapped. Because Rainy is out of it, you have advantage. Oh my god, 24. Yeah. Alright, okay. you you hit Rainy with one of your punches. I'm gonna die. Oh Goodbye, it's been a good run. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, you hit Rainy for six points of damage. Um, uh, the heal. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 punch the shit out of Rainy. Uh, Rainy, you feel this. You feel Dez just knock the fuck out of you with a punch. And basically, it's that that Pepe me uh, that Pepe gif. Pepe just punching you while it's flashing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that Madrid. Yes, and. <laughs> Rainy, you you you're snapped back into reality after being punched. What are you doing after being punched? You're you're now fully aware of what's going on. What what do you do or say to Dez? Oh my god! You made me <laughs> you cut my lip. You messed up my no. Oh my god! I actually took damage. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh my god, what did you do that for? <laughs> How am I supposed to be the greatest captain with a fucked up face? <laughs> You're ruining I, I, all of this! <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to. I just sometimes don't know my own strength. I'm sorry as I run out and <laughs> towards the kitchen. You wonder oh, why I never tell you anything. <laughs> And Dez is not even drunk yet, guys. And she's she's a drunken. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna die for one hit then. <laughs> um, Dez, you rush into the the back kitchen area with everyone. Everyone seems to be having a good time. Everyone's eating some delicious food that Benno prepared. Turaco the orc looks over at you. Ah, glad to hear. Glad to see you joined us. Are you all right there, Miss? You you look kind of dazed there. I brush myself off and say. Oh, it was nothing. I was just accompanying my friend. He needed to poop. Ah, uh, well, uh, you know, last time I, 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 last time I helped anybody, uh, quote unquote, poop, it was a, it was a baby that was pooping in their diapers. Is your friend all right? Yeah, he's fine. It's just, uh, it's just a little runny today as I walk oh, away. You said runny, <laughs> so he has a case of the bubble guts, as we call it. I feel awkward talking about this conversation. Yes. Oh, that, no, it's the all right. Butt. The, 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 the bubble I mean, butts. The bubble butts. <laughs> the bubble butts. No, the, the bubble guts. It's a common thing amongst uh, us orcs here. You know, when we eat certain cheeses, we get the bubble guts. Wait. So you guys don't have any cheeses? Oh, no, we do. We love cheese. <laughs> pepper, jack, pepper jack cheese seems to be the one that really gives us the bubble guts. It gives us a rumbly in our tummy, if you know what I mean. Oh. Stay away from the bathroom if I've had some pepper jack cheese. <laughs> gotcha, sir. Ah, yeah. I freaking love that. Is your friend going to join us for some food? Your, your, our friend Benno here has prepped a delicious meal. Isn't that right, she? Pia, what do you think? The food is absolutely amazing. Benno popped off with it. Popped mm. <laughs> off? had good as food. <laughs> it's some of the most edible food I've ever tasted. What else do you eat, Shells? Sometimes. <laughs> I remember when you're on the walk, you know, <laughs> sometimes food isn't there. Well, I feel bad for you guys. I just eat the scraps off the ground, so I mean, I guess that's something. True reptility. <laughs> I bust through the doors, yelling at this, and holding my, my bloody, bleeding nose. <laughs> Uh, the orc looks over yeah. at Rainy. Oh my god! Was your shit that bad it made you fall off the fucking, <laughs> the fucking toilet and hit your face against the wall? You're bleeding, my guy. Oh shit, you want some heels? You want some heels? Gonna be eating scraps for the rest of the, sh the trip hey, after what you did to me, Des. <laughs> you listen here. Uh, they call you Captain. You listen here, Captain. Whatever you did to my poor bathroom, it better be pristine, and I better not see a spot back there. I think of all of the the buckets and barrels and mops that we knocked over, trying oh. to bust down that door. Oh, <laughs> well, here, have a meal. Our our good friend here, Benno, has uh, made us some delicious food. Now, I, it seems like some of you know each other. Huh? This is a good time to introdu introduce each other's selves. Benno, I don't think anyone here knows you. Yeah, but, you know, introduce yourself, friend. Uh, <laughs> oh, 
That was a short-lived. <laughs> what about you, Pio? Introduce yourself to the rest of us. I'm Pio, a traveling cleric, they say, after returning for a long while. And then we have our, our good friend She over here. She, introduce yourself, man. I'm She. I run She's Shells and Sea Salves. We sell uh, medicinal shells and, that have magical properties. And I also sell ointments. I can even make you slow time. Oh, okay. And what about you, Miss Mouse Lady? Des, I think is your name. I heard them say. Excuse me, what? As I pick my nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, never mind. Uh, Captain, what about you? Introduce yourself to everyone. You can just refer to me as Captain. You're, you're not worthy of knowing my actual name yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see. I mean, fair enough. We all have our secrets. Well, where are you? Where are you from, Captain? Not here. Mm, not here, <laughs> as in not in Aloria. Are you from that sauce? What, wait, what? <laughs> that sauce. That sauce. Wait, what? Oh my that god! Is I swear to God! <laughs> I swear to God! If you don't shut your mouth right now, <laughs> I, I need to introduce something really quick. I know it's we've been playing for quite some time, but I really want to introduce something really quick. As the all of you are in the kitchen, you all spot this awkward device. It's made out of wood. All of it is wood. However, along the sides, it seems to be like a... Think of like a Segway. There's two wheels at the bottom and a rod that shoots up from the wheels. It's a platform to stand on and some handlebars that connect to that rod that shoots up. And the two wheels, there looks to be like there's some gems engraved in this... this quote-unquote segue if you call it and it's kind of just leaning up against the wall and it catches some of your attentions now if you want to do anything with it that's up to you that's something that definitely seems like there's magic tied to it a rare artifact of some kind i don't know if any of you would be interested in seeing something like that but you do notice there's this random wooden segue leading there that the orc doesn't seem to mind it too much but as the, you're all talking he's just um well you know it's glad to meet all of you you know, it's it's good that you're all safe here. I say once we get to Tagomi Islands, we can either part ways or you can come with me to Shimara where it will be much safer. Now, Tagomi Island, it's, it's ran by the Tagomi clan and they're enemies of Koldar. They refuse to submit and become submissive to that empire. So we'll be safe there for a while, but... I'm afraid that Koldar's reaches is eventually going to reach Togami Island, so I don't want to stay there too long. So uh, if you want to go our separate ways once we reach the island, it's up to you. You're more than welcome to uh, join me to Shimara, though. And with that, do, do any of you say anything uh, after that or, or acknowledge that random magical-looking artifact that's leaning up against the, the wall? I listen very, very not well to Tagari. I hear that I hear he said split ways. I my ears perk up again and I say, wait, split ways? Isn't that what an uh haunted kind of uh ghostbuster kind of groups do and then they all die? I think we should stick together. He looks over at you. Whoa, whoa wait now I I didn't say split up. I'm just saying once we get to the island it, I'm not, I'm not gonna be in charge of all of you. You're more than welcome to join me to Shimara, and then we can go our separate ways there. Uh, or we can go your separate ways and find another ship. 
I don't know what you're all trying to do once we get hit land, but my crew and I, we're going to Shimada, damn it. It's much safer there. I look at all the whole group and I think in dismay that I thought that we were going to become a pirate crew together, but to my disappointment, everyone will have to part ways and it makes me sad. I sneak a rock into Dessa's soup. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, really quick. Make me, Rainy, on your character sheet, there's actually a skill called sleight of hand. We're going to see if anyone sees you do this. So you're trying to sneakily drop a rock in Dez's seat. You rolled a natural one, which is why the number (laughs) is a red. So you got a total of eight. Everyone sees you. Dez just looks at you while you drop a, a rock in her soup. Uh, you're not you're not sneaky about it at all. Everyone knows. I just glare at her straight face, just with a a, a a frown and disdain for punching me in the nose. Just just drop a big big boulder and <laughs> the soup. What are you doing there, friend? You just destroyed my hot soup. Now it's not That's hot it. anymore. I thought you could use more iron in your food. Your punch was weak. <laughs> I flipped the stone bowl and it hits Benno in the nose by accident. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna have to yell more people. Oh no. <laughs> uh, okay, Dez, make me an attack roll with your un- unarmed strike. Oh no. <laughs> also, while this is going on, she, you can avoid, oh my god, 24. Okay, roll the damage. That hits Benno. Benno takes <laughs> six points of damage as as you hit the rock or, or whatever, it flings and it hits Benno straight in the nose. And it hurts. You're so strong that it goes flying across the kitchen and smacks Benno across the nose. Benno, you take six points oh, no. of damage. My pupils dilate as I look at Benno very staringly and very stone cold. While this is going on, she, you hear a voice calling out to you. And it's coming from that wooden like artifact, that segue like artifact I explained earlier. It's up against the wall near you. And what you hear is, hey, yeah, you lizard man. Hey, you want to see a cool trick? Come over here. Pick me up. While this is going on, Benno, what, what are you doing after being smacked in the nose by the, this rock? And, and we'll get back to she after uh, she hears this voice. I saw how this happened, so I smack Captain up the backside of the head and tell her not to make people waste food. As you smack Captain in the back of the head, Captain, you <laughs> feel the giant bear's hand just smack you in the back of the head like as if you were a child that just did something wrong and Daddy just fucking corrected your ass. That's not an attack, right? <laughs> no, no, just a simple smack. Oh my god, <laughs> my poor HP, I have none. <laughs> Y'all are beating up the rogue with zero constitution. So uh, as that oh, smack, <laughs> as the smack lands, she, you hear that voice coming from that segue. Well, what do you do? She is very distrustful of this, as he is distrustful of most people. So um, she will instead uh, call out to the group. Did someone leave their segue here? This thing is still on. The the orc Turaco, which it's it's his magical like wooden segue. He goes, "Oh, that thing over there. Uh, don't pay much attention to it." There's a. There, did you hear a voice or something come from it? She. 
Yeah, sounds a little sus to me. Oh, yeah. It, don't worry about it. You might hear a voice from time to time. Here, I'll show you what it does. And he walks over towards she. It's, this is a little magical trinket my, uh, my crew and I found while we were out in the oceans. We came across a, an island that have, had a cave, and this item was in there. There's a, do you all know what the fae are? Fairies and shit. Uh, there's a fae that's tied to this thing. He's a trickster, I tell you. Here, let me show you what it does. Pretty cool, actually. And he grabs onto the Segway's handle. He turns it around, and he, he goes, look, there's wheels on it. You can ride it, and magic controls it. It's kind of like a, like a, a magical transportation uh, wagon, except it, we call it a Segway here. The Fae that's tied to it here, I'll, I'll introduce you. It's, he's, a, he's an asshole. I'm going to go, hey, he knocks on the Segway. Hey, you, Paulo, stop messing with everybody. They don't care about you. And he, he taps it, and all of a sudden, as he taps the Segway, this fae, this fairy-like creature, appears out of nowhere on top of the Segway. The fae is about is a small-sized creature, so it's a size category smaller than everyone. Everyone here is a medium size. But this creature appears, and he looks like he has tight pants on, basically has like this buttoned-up shirt with these tight pants, and he's grabbing onto the handles of the Segway, and all of a sudden, what you see is this, this guy, this fairy, he quickly rushes towards Dez and slams into her, uh, dealing some damage. So I'm going to roll. I have to see. Dez, what's your AC? My HP? Your uh, armor class. Uh, 16. 16. I don't, I don't know if the plus two shield from P.O. earlier did anything. I didn't change anything or anything. Oh, yeah. The plus two, that would be considered gone now. You're out of combat. Okay. So... That is gone. So you have a 16. I rolled an 18. So what happens is this fairy, basically on this Segway, he just rams the Segway into your leg, Des, and he just laughs out loud. (laughs) They call me. Give me a goddamn second. Haphazard forgot the guy's name. One second. They call me Apollo Barty. Uh, You can thank Hamster Sauce for redeeming this stupid item. But yes, and the guy deals, this fairy deals four points of damage to you, Des, because he runs into you with the Segway. And this fairy just chuckles out loudly in front of you. And as he chuckles out, he just disappears randomly. And the Segway drops to the ground. And the orc looks over at Des. Oh, my God. Oh, forgive me. Uh, that was uh, Paulo Barty. He's an asshole from time to time. Just stay away from that thing. Uh, I didn't know he was going to attack you, Des. My apologies. Out of character, really quick. I'm going to explain this to you players. When I was streaming, a good viewer by the name of Hamster Sauce redeemed <laughs> a magical item which you can create on my stream, and he requested that Paul Bart, with his segue, somehow fuck with Dez. So uh, that <laughs> that is what is going on right now. I remember watching that. I came from. So I know this is completely out of character, completely out of whack, but this was a redeem from uh, the stream, so I had to. I had to honor the redeem. So there we have it. So hamster sauce, if you're listening to this episode, there you have it. We messed with Dez with your Paul Bart segue. But anyway. Thank you, hamster sauce. We apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But as the segue drops to the ground, uh, uh, the the orc looks at you. Uh, uh, Again, forgive me. Really forgive me about that. Uh, Don't don't pay attention to Paulo Bart. He's an asshole. And as he does so, you all continue to enjoy your meals. But all of a sudden, you all hear some shouting from up above. 
one of the crewmates is still up above making sure you know that the, the boat is being steered in the right direction and one of them screams out everybody get up here we're under attack and as that happens i'm going to go ahead and say that concludes this demo session of oh, taverns and caverns that was really fun part. guys that was a lot of fun it was <laughs> and thank I, you for your hard work Kathy. of course of course i had a wonderful time prepping this and guys if you all enjoyed this again i left it on a cliffhanger because i want how dare you i, I want there <laughs> to be i want there to be a bridge that connects if we are to play again, I am always down to do another session with all of you, whether if all you all want to play, if only some of you want to play. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This is Haphazard DM. You can find me on Twitter at Haphazard DM or on Twitch at Haphazard DM. Thank you. I'm Des, and I played the Mouse Shifter Monk. I am also a Mouse VTuber on Twitch. Right now, I'm currently just using Twitch. You can find me at Desperos, D-E-S-P-O-R-O-U-S. It's very hard to spell, but <laughs> I, I post all my socials there, but I'm currently just using Twitch. Hello, I played the captain. I promise he's not as mean as it sounds. <laughs> but yeah, I played the, the shifty fox rule. I also do Twitch. My handle is just the same, Rainy Do, and I also have instagram and twitter but i'm most active on my discord server and twitch so yeah thank you thank you everyone i'm slivnash same on twitter and i've been she i'm not i've been better the bear i occasionally show up on the rainy's channel doing collabs and hi i'm pekan pekan you can pronounce it either way i play as po your shifter cleric cat who burns everything i guess <laughs> um, I do have social Instagram, Twitter, Dibble by Palette U, P A L L E T E underscore Y U U. Please go check out Half Hazard and Desperos and Rainy Do. They're all great people. It's like Pichet Hazard. All right. Well, thank you, Pecan. Those are all of our lovely players that played with us tonight. And again, listeners, please remember that they were all brand new to this DD demo and they all did such a wonderful job. Please. For everyone here that gave a shout out to their social medias or their channels on Twitches, please check them all out. They're all lovely, wonderful people. And a lot of them are amazing artists, believe it or not. They all made lovely art of their own characters. Definitely go to their channels to check out the artwork that they created. Again, thank you everyone. I really appreciate you all playing D&D with me tonight. With that, we'll go ahead and say goodbye here. Take care, everyone.